you make some money in the market and somebody say you only had that because they think, speak, and feel from a poverty perspective. They'll never be on the same accord with you because they only think that you are where you are because of certain situations and certain scenarios, never because you put in the work. Anybody that has a butt behind your success, anybody that has the reason why behind your success, anybody that has, a, if that was me behind, you want to get them from around you. Good family, it's your boy, the Wall Street Trapper. Welcome to another episode of Trapping Tuesdays, man. Episode 81, we in a building, family. Woo, let's clap for that. Listen, tonight, man, we got an amazing show ahead of y'all. And we want to just talk about, man, financial liberation. Now, think about it. In order to be liberated, it means... It's the act of setting someone free from oppression. So when we think about oppression, we think about, we think about being, we think about being held down. We think about being anchored. We think about being embedded, overwhelmed. We think about being suffocated. But when we say financial liberation, we want to talk about how do we get you to that point where, where you understand that freedom is, freedom is like a necessity. Mm. Freedom is a necessity. I come to that, I come to that conclusion in my brain because what happens is we start to normalize being oppressed. We start to normalize behaviors that keep us stuck in a certain place. We talking about behaviors that now root us to where we've been. We talking about behaviors that keep us uh, chained, shackled. And then what happens is when you have, when you're chained and shackled to a certain place, you start to develop a certain outlook. You, you start to develop certain feelings. You start to develop certain insights. You start to normalize things that are unfamiliar. Like I remember coming up, I, it was familiar for me to see cans that had pork, beef, and cereal on it. Like I normalized that. Like it was so normal to me, I didn't even know that that wasn't, that like that wasn't supposed to be a thing. We were like we was poor in a way that it was so normal when we saw certain things. We was like, oh, that's cool. Like, oh, you gotta put the patch on your pants to go to school? That's cool. You gotta fold your sock at the bottom to keep the hole from the bottom of the shoe? Nah, that's normal. We not. That's okay. You gonna get the new pair of shoes for Christmas and birthdays? Okay, cool. So what happens when we start to normalize conditions that are, be, that are subpar? What happens when we start to normalize subpar conditions? I want us to understand when we talk financial liberation, here's the three things that we got to put into one formula. How you think, how you speak, and what you do normalizes what you become. Mm. 
So when we start talking about financial liberation, we gotta first change how you think, how you speak, and what you do. Because all of those things become the byproduct of a feeling that you feel. And whether we realize it or not, we only move in life based on how we feel. I thought about that. And I said, the, the reason why I love the idea of, Jose, I lost $100,000 today. But the, because I love the game so much, I was like, bro, this ain't nothing. Like, yeah. All right, that means there's an opportunity for me to go get 300,000. So the 100,000 loss got me excited. But the only way I can be excited about that is because one, I think about freedom. I think about the market printing me money a different way than other people. And because I think about it a different way, I talk about it a different way. And because I talk about it a different way, it causes me to have a behavior that doesn't align with other people, which now creates an emotion and allows me to execute in a different way. So financial liberation can only come about when you feel a certain way about freedom that others don't. So when I think about money, when I, when I think about freedom, when I think about not living paycheck to paycheck because 62% of Americans live that way. So you've normalized living paycheck to paycheck. So now you already spend your overtime money before you get it. You already spend your taxes before you get it. If you got a couple dollars left after you pay your bills, you spending that because you already know you put a cap on your financial liberation. So when I tell you about investing, when you, when, you pay $2 million in taxes? There's no way you should pay that. Why? You lost 100000 a day? There's no way I wouldn't have my head ringing. Why? The market prints money. For every dollar I so-called lose, I can go get... Like, Jose, if I was an investor, my ROI is something like 35 40 If every $1 I put in, I'm going to get 40 Like, I'm a good investment. You, you get high returns off investing with me. We, we a growth stock and I'm 41. I'm like Amazon after it's been negative for 25 years. I start giving you 100% rate of return every time you see me. 50%, 60%. Watch this. When it comes to your financial liberation, when it comes to you, if you was a stock, I want you to honestly ask yourself, what has your return been the last five years on you? Yeah. What's your last five year return been on you? Like if I'm looking back at your growth record, I'm like, all right, 2019, he gave me 20%. 2020, he gave me 25%. 2021, he returned 30%. But somewhere around 2022, 2023, he went through another stratosphere. He went in NVIDIA mode. He gave me 100%. He gave me 200%. He gave he gave me 200% in six months. What's your financial liberation looking like? Let's, let's go a little back, though. I want access to question. How do we think about the freedom? What do we, what do we speak on about our freedom? 
What's the emotion that's generated about our freedom? Because those three create the life that we live based off the action that we're willing to take. All right, let me, let me, let me, let me say it a different way. The life you live in now is the dividends from how you think, speak, and feel. Right? The life you live in now is the dividends from the way you think, speak, and feel. So when you talk to me about financial liberation, I'm like, yo, we here. This the dividends of me thinking about wealth. This the dividends of me thinking about the market. Watch this. When trap when you make some money in the market and somebody say you only had that because they think, speak, and feel from a poverty perspective. They'll never be on the same accord with you. Because they only think that you are where you are because of certain situations and certain scenarios, never because you put in the work. So you got people that think, well, trap, of course you made $100,000. You got a million in the market. But you ain't going to go back to 2018 when I was sleeping on the air mattress. How did I get there? Because I thought, I spoke, and I felt a certain way about the market. So everything I said to myself was an empowering statement. Never nothing that disempowered me. The problem is you too comfortable, one, thinking disempowerment, and two, speaking to people who fertilize disempowerment in your life. That's what you too comfortable with. You letting people fertilize their fears on you. So when I speak financial liberation, you don't want no part of that. Financial liberation is a byproduct of how we think, speak, and feel. And the reason why it's a byproduct of those three is because when you think, speak, and feel a certain way, the action that you put in coincides with the other three. And I never stopped thinking, speaking, and feeling a certain way. I paid $2 million in taxes. I'm laughing. You got people in the chat mad at me for paying $2 million and I'm laughing about it. We had a $100,000 L today. I'm laughing about it. You got people in the chat mad at me because I'm laughing about it. Why? That ain't, it ain't nothing but a couple dollars. But guess what somebody who thinks, speak, and feel a different way going to say? You only saying that because you got a million dollars. You're only saying that because you got a certain type of money. Anybody that ever speaks to you in that way moving forward in 2024, you got to get them from around you. Anybody that has a but behind your success, anybody that has a just because behind your success, anybody that has the reason why behind your success, anybody that has, a, if that was me, behind you want to get them from around you. You need to get them from around you. Because believe it or not, they're anchoring you. They're fertilizing their fears in you. You got to leave them behind. They say in order to conquer the mountain, you got to burn the boat. And sometimes the boat still got to have passages on it. Yep. Sometimes you got to burn the boat because the boat still going to have passages on it. 
And the reason why you got to burn a boat with the passengers on it, because they're going to be a liability to your success. It'll be a liability. You trying to go up the mountain, they talking about, that's 18. We got to go through lions, tigers, and bears. I don't got no water. I don't got no, I ain't got the right shoes on. I need to cross my T's and dot. You got to burn them. Listen, there's a thing called casualties of war. My cousin was in the army. They called POWs. Casualties, all them the same thing. Burn a boat. Burn a boat. Sometimes a boat still got people on. You know, I always say when, when, you, when somebody drowning, you got two options. You got to knock them out or let them go. Because they're going to kill you in the process. Financial liberation, y'all. We can't, we can't let this, we can't let another year go by saying what we gonna do. We can't let another year go by where we let stocks run up through the moon and we not taking a part of it. We can't let another year go by where people increasing their wealth by billions of dollars. They having a one, they having a three-man race for who being the richest person in the world, and it's just February. It's just February. That thing done changed three times. Three. When I was coming up, Bill Gates was the richest man in the world forever. Jose, from the 90s, I just was Bill Gates, Bill Gates, Bill Gates. That done changed five times in the last five years. The richest man in the world done that title done changed hands three to four times in the last five years. But yet and still, your paycheck, your income, your purchasing power ain't changed. Your credit score went down instead of up. Your savings done got depleted instead of increasing. Your bank account done went negative, insufficient, instead of abundantly overflowing. You ain't got the, you don't put the first deposit in your account and you ain't did nothing after that. But you blaming everybody but your ability to do something. Jose, I said, it's easier to get money than to find love and people attack me. I said, because getting money is you on the internet. It's a million ways to get money. But you know what they told me, Jose? Oh, it's because you sell courses. Them people can't be around you. What they fail to realize when I said easy, even when I worked the stadium in a power plant, Jose, that was easy to me. Because I ain't gonna lie, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed working 300, 400 feet in the air, doing something I felt nobody couldn't do. Then I started understanding if I invest 70% of my income, oh, this is going to change my life. I'm not going to lie to you. That was easy to me. You know what's hard? Going to a job every day, I got to decompress from that when I get in the car. Going, go, doing something. Right? Doing something. When I, 12, I got I to gotta leave my job. I got to leave my vacation early. Because my vacation money done stopped because I ain't putting enough hours. They ain't give me enough PTO. They ain't give me enough sick days. You, oh, you can't roll them six days over. That free financial liberation is living a life every day that you never got to take a vacation from. Even if you're still working. It ain't about the job. It's about the way you think speak and feel that creates an action 
and the action puts you in position to be free. Episode 81 is about, it's about our financial liberation. This the year, y'all. This, this the year. What we waiting on? While the tribe, I'm waiting on the market to crash. Well, here's what happens. If you waiting and other people getting money. Let me rephrase that. You waiting and everybody else printing money. And then when the market do crash, you're going to say, I'm waiting for the market to go back up. You got to pick a side. You got to pick an action. Change your vocabulary. Change the mindset. Change what you're saying. Change the people you're around. I'm going to keep it 100. Ain't nobody around me don't feel like they could be a millionaire. If they do, they need to get from around me because all I talk about is how we going to get some more money. And not just from working, but how that market going to print us so more money. How do we put as much money in the market as we can? My dog B was in with me the, the other day. I said, B, I done hit him. I done hit him for, B got on the phone. He, he cursed E-Trade out. Hey, I done called y'all seven times. Y'all, his, his words, y'all making me miss my money. Mr. Ramsey, we apologize. You can't be around me. It ain't about working hard as me. It's about, yo, I got to invest as much as Trap do. He ain't stopping. You know why? Because even Ronald Reagan said we're only one generation away from losing the freedom that we acquire. You're one generation away from losing the freedom that you acquire. So when people be saying, wealthy people greedy, wealthy people greedy, in my mind, I'm like, yo, they ain't greedy. What happens is they know when they die. When they die, there's still people that come behind them that they want to be free. But you will never understand that. Because when you die, everybody behind you still poor. You ain't changed your family's last name. You ain't increased your family's purchasing power. So my question to you is this. Are you the asset or the liability of the family? And I'll be honest, if you ain't, if you ain't increasing the family's purchasing power, if you ain't changing the beliefs, if you ain't changing the systems, if you ain't changing the dynamics, if you ain't implementing and injecting new information, then you a liability. You part of the reason why y'all still poor. And I promise you, I know people that's millionaires that's poor. Because while they got all the things, when they die, if they lose a certain thing, everything goes. I ain't talking about just being, I'm talking about being asset rich. Not material rich. Don't, don't be material rich and asset poor. That ain't financial liberation. Don't be cash rich and asset poor. That ain't my financial liberation. True wealth is about accumulating assets and those assets secure your freedom. It's episode 81 of Trapping Tuesday, man. Jose, let's get going, man. We got a lot to do here, man.
You got a nice bare head, that's Jose. You got a nice bare head, that's Jose. I feel real good today, dog. I feel real good today, dog. How you feel? Say, can I truly tell you that? Can I truly tell you that uh, I woke up this morning? I woke up this morning, bro, and I was like, man, I feel good. Right? And sometimes you feel good for no reason, right? You don't know why you feel good. But I remember like my homie Matt came in town. I'm not, and, I, and I still been on a high. I'm going to keep it real, Jose. I still been on a high because I had a day where I made $242,000. Right? And then we cracked the $2 million mark. Right? And so the, the significance in that was this, Jose. In June of last year, we cracked the $1 million mark. Now, mind you, this is, this is with no new bread. Like, I'm not putting... I haven't put no new money in the account, right? And that's after I took out 36000 to go to Aruba for my birthday. And I'm not going to lie, Jose, for a moment, I know people be like, well, Trap, you, bro, that's, that was a big moment for me. But it wasn't a big moment because it was the actual dollar amount It was more so a moment for me because it was another step on the ladder to get me to the ultimate goal where I'm trying to reach. Let me say, the ultimate goal, I'm aspiring, aspiring, aspiring to reach, right? So my, my goal, I set big goals for myself, Jose, right? And the reason why I set big goals for myself is because those goals give me fuel. They give me motivation. They give me inspiration. They give me depth. They give me depth, Jose. And the reason why they give me depth is because a lot of times in life, we get stuck on surface level accomplishments. Right? Surface level accomplishments. But we never dig deeper. And so for me, the ultimate goal is I don't know if nobody's ever done it or not, but one of my goals is I want to be the first person in our, um, what's the word I'm looking for here, Jose? In our, in this financial literacy revolution. I want to be the one that say, yo, I had a million dollar trade. Right now, if somebody do it before me, that's cool. I'm not tripping. Like, I'm a salute to them. But I want to be the one that said, yo, here's a million dollar trade. Right? And part of that excitement for me is I know that, one, there's things that I have to do to accomplish that. Uh, I have to be patient. I have to consistently get better. But also I have to work on my emotional intelligence with money. Because here's the thing, Jose, as you grow, you have to also break down new emotional and mental barriers, right? So that's why they say like when a fighter is fighting and, and, and you fighting for a belt and you, one of the things you'll always hit a, the, 
the news reporter, I mean, or the commentator say, we're now inside of the championship rounds. He's never been this far before. She's never been this far before. The reason why they're saying that is because they're saying one of the fighters is accustomed to going the distance. This is uncharted territory. At this part of the game, it's not just about your skill set. It's about the, emotion, the emotional and mental fortitude that you have. Because now your body is tired. Your mind is tired. Emotionally, you're going through something you ain't never been through. Fatigue is kicking in. Somebody that hit you with something you ain't never felt before. You could have took it in the second round, but in the 10th round, it feels like a ton of bricks. You feel me? A shot right here where your legs ain't got enough. Your feet are a little tired. Your gloves are more sweaty and so they're heavy and they're hard to get. He done hit you with the rib shot in the first round and it ain't hurt as much. But now the rib shot in the 11th round hurt a little bit more. It feel, you, feel, you hear a little breaking sound. Because you're somewhere you ain't never been before. And what happens is when you get in water where you ain't never been before, the first thing that happens to you is, can I do this? It's the first thing that happens to you. The first time you get into an area that you are unfamiliar with, your mind goes into safety mode and it asks you, am I supposed to be here? Can I do this? Are we equipped for this? It's the first thing that happens to you. And then you have to personally say, no, we built for this. That, that's a you, that's the, as Cat Williams said, that's self-esteem. That's between you and you. Right? So for me, when I'm on a wealth building journey, Jose, on this journey, I'm always, it's never me against the market. It's always me versus me, Jose. It's always me versus the information I have. It's always me versus the emotion I have. It's always me versus what do I see? It's me versus the data I've collected. It's me versus me. Never me versus nobody else because I'm my biggest competitor. I'm my biggest adversary. I'm my biggest motivation. I'm my biggest inspiration. And I got the tools. It's always me versus me. Never me versus them. I would never give the market that much credit. I would never give a hater that much credit. I would never give somebody who don't like me that much credit. I would never give the devil that much credit. I would never do that. That don't even make no sense. Because when I give somebody else or anything outside of me that much credit, then I let them set the standard for what I can or cannot do. I let the market tell me what I can and cannot make. You can't tell me that. I already see these people make billions of dollars a year. I see what the potential is. Only thing I got to do is get in the game and play the game. I got to persevere. I got to go through the ups and downs. I got to, I got, that is necessary. The losses, Jose, are prerequis prerequisite to the billions. The losses are prerequisite to the billions, Jose. You can't even get there without it. You can't get there without it, Jose. So why would I even, why would I set that tone? Why would I set that tone? It's kind of like when, when, when God was like, yo, go, go holler at my favorite servant, Job. And the devil was like, man, stop playing me. You know you got a hedge around him. Right? right? It's, it's me telling myself, like, bro, what do you mean you can't? Bro, stop playing me. That market, that market, that market is designed for you to print money. It's your fault if you ain't printing the money you're supposed to be printing. It ain't the market fault. It ain't the economy fault. It ain't Jerome Powell's fault. It ain't Nancy Pelosi's fault. It's your fault, Trap. It's your fault. So immediately the day, Jose, I'm down 100K. Guess what I said to myself? Ooh, there's an opportunity somewhere. Let me go find it. Let me go find it, Jose. Where's that? Oh, let me go find it. Look, 
I put it in the Patreon. He go, opportunity, y'all. And I hit him with a, I hit him with a, like a little foreplay. I was like, hey, y'all, look what I just saw. And I watched it. Went to my notes. Da, 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 da. Look, I saw that thing. New play alert. There's always an opportunity. We designed for this. The problem is we speak, think, and feel the way that hinders us instead of the way that empowers us. You feel me? Watch this, Jose. We speak, think, and feel in a way that trauma binds us to what we've been through instead of empowering us to where we're trying to go. That's a you thing. That's a you thing. Prime example. We just saw Killer Mike win three Grammys. Watch this. What we don't realize is the man been telling us, I'm going to win a Grammy. I won't win a Grammy. I'm going to win a Grammy. Like when he dropped, I'm going to win a Grammy. I'm going to win a Grammy for this. I'm going to win a Grammy for this. Every, every interview, why did you drop this album like that? I'm going to win a Grammy for it. Why did you drop this album like this? I'm going to win a Grammy for it. Now you too old to be, now nah, I'm going to win a Grammy for it. And then Charlamagne pulled the weather Duke. Even when they was coming up with the album, his whole concept for the album was, I'm a, I need to drop an album that I'm going to win a Grammy for. Like, he ain't just say, I'm going to put a good body of work together. He was like, yo, I'm going to drop an album. I need to create an album that I'm going to win a Grammy for. So his intention, his intention. Now watch this. In the process of that, he also had to deal with people who were saying, bro, this is a young dude game. Rap is a young man's game, bro. Man, them young dudes don't want to hear that. The young generation don't want to hear that. I'm 20 years old, I don't want to hear that. And what happens? He dropped an album. Rap album of the year. I think it was song and performance. It's a clean sweep. No matter what you feel about it, no matter what you think about it, the one thing, and I don't care, we can say, oh, that's opinionated. And, uh, man, shut up. You know why? Because the people who always got something to say is the same people that wish they could have had it. Right? When you, when you go, when you go and when you go and accomplish something great, there's always somebody that says, I ain't worrying about that. I ain't worrying about that. It ain't no bigger than me. Right? But the man, instead of saluting the man, like, oh, dude, we hit for three. But he, watch this. He spoke. He thought and he emotionally felt the way that was conducive to him winning a Grammy. But here's the dope part about when you speak, when you think and you feel a certain way, you get more than what you bargained for. When you speak about a million dollars, you go get five million dollars. We don't be understanding the power of the way we think and the way we talk. Bro, nobody can't come talk to me about nothing that don't coincide with where I'm going at in my life. Bro, get from around me. Get from around me, dog. What are you talking about? What are you, what? what? 
Man, I cannot not pay taxes. Bro, I don't know. I know how to pay taxes. I pay, I like paying taxes. Not from a perspective of I want to pay them my money, but here's what I do know. When I pay taxes, let me know I made some money. And it also let me know that I ain't waiting on the government to give me nothing. I'm going to pay like I wait. I'm going to pay like I wait. I'm going to pay like I wait. And so once we change our philosophies, our ideologies, our emotions around money, our ability to make money, then and only then can financial liberation, financial freedom, financial independence, or any other sexy word, generational wealth, whatever you whatever you want to call it, none of that can't come into place until you think about it a different way, you speak about it a different way, and then you move and execute a different way because the life you hit live is a byproduct of those three things. Let's go, Jose. All right, this is episode 81, Jose. Damn, bro. It don't feel like 81? I don't know. I don't think it feel like 81, but I feel like we've been putting in work. Right? I feel like we've been working. I feel like we're getting better. I feel like we're growing. But I don't, like, it don't feel like 81, but it feel like we've been in the trenches. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a... Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. All right, man. Listen, we got a dope show tonight, man. We got a dope show tonight. We got some, uh, that's on me, dog. That's on me. Yeah. I should answer it. Hello? Man, I love you so much. Check this out. On Tuesdays, I'm in the, you live on my show right now. If you go to YouTube, you're going to see me talking to you on the phone. Right, so I Tuesdays between seven o'clock and nine o'clock, ten sometimes ten thirty. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you when I finish, family. All right. <laughs> I should have did like Ross said. You talk about some money. My dog. That's my dog, Cliff. Man, I love my dog. All right, man. Let's go a little further. All right, Tudor. Let's start off with our. Uh, Trapper Mantra, man. We got to get into that, y'all. We got to get into that. Jose, was that some hood crap? No. That was definitely like, I, why do I feel like you're going to make a clip of that in a summary, dog? I feel like, hello? You know what I should have said? Oh, let's say hello to people in Super Chat. Hey, Super Chat people. What's up, family? Uh, Jose, I see you. Chelsea, I see you. Chelsea said he's on. You know what I should have said? I, I, I'm gonna tell you the perfect. I'm gonna tell you the perfect part to go to that clip, Jose. Watch, I'm about to tell you. When the phone rang, I pick up the phone, and then you on the clip put the part of minister society when he say, "Don't come around this motherfucker between." <laughs> That's going to be the perfect part of the clip, family. I'm telling you. All right. Shout out to my people, man. Uh, Sarah McKenzie. What's good? 
Blue Ocean Development Media was good. My office out between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. That's a fact. Uh, Tori, what's up, Queen? Uh, Shazette, hello? <laughs> you kid, stop playing. Don't do me like that. <laughs> right? Uh, let's go, man. Tonya, what's good? Paul Bricks, what's happening, family? Oh, that's, that's Bricks. What's good, family? Khadija, I see you. Khadija said Chauncey, that's a fact. Uh, Titus Tax Pros, what's good, family? Lorenzo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Diamond, hi, Trap, what's good? Robert, what's good? Uh, Angela Crawford, what's good, family? Larry Morgan, what's good? Lance Dozier, what's good? EA on the track. Hold up, family. I see you. I like that. Right? Hey, let me say this too, bro. Bro, I got to say this. I got to say this before we get into it, bro. And I'm going to say this, bro, and I don't mean no disrespect. Ladies, I'm going to keep it real with you. Right? While I am flattered, Right? And I don't mean this in no disrespectful way. Right? While I am flattered, I would appreciate it if you don't disrespect me in my like DM, bro. Somebody, this is, I have a person that's been DMing me, bro. And it ain't one person. It's, it's like about 10 people. And I be trying to be cool because I don't ever want to come across as like just you know, weird or whatever, bro. But this lady told me and said, she did me, Jose, and was like, um, don't be mean to me, daddy. So I'm not, I'm not answering it. And then she like, then she told me, F me. I didn't answer it. And then she said, I apologize, I'm sorry. I still never answered it. This been going on for months now. And 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 I won't say no names because it's like a few people. And I'm just like, damn, like, at what point do you just be like, man, let me stop playing with trap like that? But then today she just went on like a 15 message rant. They had a bunch of like voice messages. I say, B, I can't listen to the voice message because she's gonna think I'm entertaining it. So I just blocked her. And man, ladies, I know y'all might, but like on the real, like I'm, and I'm not saying this in the, like I'm not trying to be like crazy or nothing, but man, I ain't cool, man. I be on some chill stuff, bro. Like I'm not a DM bandit, right? I'm not the guy who's trying to like have, you know, relations through the DM. That ain't my thing. Like I'm not the guy that's, I'm not promiscuous. That's the right word, Jose? I'm not promiscuous. Right? I'm on a journey. And here's what I know, bro. I'm going to just keep it 100. Here's what I know. A lot of men have failed because of their lack of discipline sexually. And I refuse. I refuse to be at this state in my life. At 41 years of age. I refuse to be um, sexually undisciplined, if that's the right terminology. 
I, re- I got too much to lose to just randomly let my male part dictate how I maneuver through life. Right? Like, don't get me wrong, bro. Like, God will never stop making beautiful women. God will never stop making beautiful women. And, and it's even okay to acknowledge, right? Like, damn, nah, she beautiful. But at no point as a man should you allow that to dictate how you move. Because what happens is I've never seen a man that has been undisciplined, accomplish greatness, and sustain it. You feel me? I've never seen it. And here's what I know even more so, Jose. The more you feed the beast, the bigger it gets. And it's only a matter of time before the beast devours you. It's only a matter of time. Any vices that you do not starve will eventually be detrimental to you. You feel me? And and for men, the biggest thing that always dominate men is lust. You feel me? That's why it's good for men to have fasting moments. Nah, bro, I'm going to go 30 days. I'm going to go. You're not, well, you just deny your flesh. You know what I'm saying? Like, me and Jose do it. Like, we be talking like, dog, dog, dog. Like, I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong, Jose, bro. I am enticed like every other man. And unlike Job, I don't got the hedge around me. Man, I ain't got the hedge around me. You feel me? I be having to self-impose this thing. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, God, let me read a scripture. Dear Lord. You feel me? That's what I got to do. I got to put some E.T. on. I got to put some Jace on. I got to let somebody talk to that inner man. You feel me? Because, bro, here's the the dope part too, Jose. And I know we've got to talk about stocks. But, bro, you think I don't know people be seeing? And I'm going to be real with you. I'm scared at this point. Bro, you don't think I see people, I don't talk about money, I don't talk, but I talk about investment gains. Bro, you don't think I know people see, oh, two million? Oh, if he got two million here, I know he got something, he seemed truthful. Bro, you don't think I don't understand that somebody coming from somewhere, who sent you? You feel me? Like, I know that. I'm not, I'm not naive of that. Now, I, am, I will say that I'm not the man that feel like, like, you know how dudes be saying, like, man, man, they ain't got nothing out here. Like, you hear dudes say that? Man, they ain't, they ain't got nothing out here, man. Ain't no, no. There's some. Yeah. I, I disagree, brother. It's plentiful. Right? <laughs> it, it is abundant out here. 
And there are a lot of women out here with sustenance. sustenance. Right? Like they're, they're, every woman out here not on some weirdo stuff. Right? There are women out here who like, nah, yo, I'm, I bring what I'm supposed to bring. Like I bring it. Right? I bring it. But as men, you know, we got to navigate that space a little better, fellas. You know what I'm saying? I'll be wrong if I'm like, man, ain't nothing out here. No, bro, there was some amazing women out here. They got some women out here that, man, they probably got some women out here that, that quadruple what I make, dog. They out here. They got some women at the top of their food chain. They got some women out here, bro, who I know for a fact that, that'll take me to the next level. Because they built for it. Nurturing, you know, they healed. They letting God lead them the way they supposed to be led. They ain't really with, you know, they got a good balance between ratchet, classy. You know what I'm saying? Because we know we like a little bit of everything. I'm a street dude, so I love women that's green, that got a little bit of hood in them, right? I don't need you being through what I've been through. You just got a little salt bay in you, just a little bit of, you got a little city girl in but they out here and they thrive and they, they thrive and they successful. But some, but as men, you got, you got to be able to be disciplined enough, bro. We got to be able to be disciplined enough to, to not let every time this joker here get up to attention, he dictate what we got going on. Every time the wind blow, we moving with the wind. All right, I'm off of that. But let me just say that, man. Like, Ladies, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't, I ain't it. I ain't, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm healing. The real talk. I'm healing. All right, let me have a moment, Jose. Today, give me five minutes. Give me five minutes. This is important right here, bro. Watch this. I'm going through a phase in my life, Jose, where I'm, my therapist texted me today and he said, you good? I ain't talked to you in a, like two weeks. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Like, we're going we gonna to set up a call. And I realized, bro, like maybe around October. Now, let me say this, Jose. This is real talk. I, I know this is a stock show, y'all. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Right. I can honestly say that like the last two women that I've dated, two, three, have been dope women. I'm talking about top tier. I can't say nothing bad. The issue was I kept running into the same emotional barrier. And I didn't realize why I was doing it. And so the last woman I dated, I was like, nah, bro, like, I got to fix this. Because if I don't fix this, watch this, Jose. I said, I'm going to be a rich, lonely dude. Not, not alone, because you can always pay for companionship. Right? but lonely as in emotionally abandoned. And that woman made me, like she was so dope, she made me realize, nah, bro, you gotta go work on that. 
So I'm talking to my therapist, Jose, and he like, we talking, we going through some stuff. Like he talking, I said, say, bro. I said, man, let me tell you something, bro. I won't be real with you, bro. Like, he like, so we, I talked about like, what's one of your biggest fears? And I was like, I, if, I'm, if I'm being real with you, I'm like, because I've been abandoned, because I went through so much stuff alone, like, and I cried to him. I'm like, bro, I was in prison for 10 years alone. Like my family came, seen me. My uncle and my cousin came, seen me one time. My mama came see me when she first got out of jail. And the chick who set me up had the audacity to come see me. It's only three visits I ever got in prison, dog. Right? And I was like, yo, you like, I've been so alone. People who come from my situation will probably be like, not rock with their family. But I love my family. And I don't hold them not josing me against them because I put me in there. Right? And so I said, you know, one of my biggest fears, bruh, is really just dying alone. And I said, the reason why I've been alone, the reason why I've been alone was because, like, the reason why I've been alone is because I got so accustomed to being alone. And, and the reason why I was accustomed to being alone because I had normalized it. And what we don't realize is, bro, like, we not supposed to go through life alone. That's the, as human beings, bro, it's not, it's not sane for us to go through life alone. I'm a loner. I'm, bro, that's not good. The most successful predators in the world are predators that hunt as a family. Now, here's what people don't realize about that. The highest kill rate comes from the wild dog. The highest kill rate. They got a 97% kill rate. And here's why. They run in packs of between 60 and 120. Now, because they run so deep, you might think to yourself, well, how they feed each other? Well, they never stop hunting. They, they get kills on a daily basis. But here's the dope part. The, 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 the mothers and the fathers hunt and bring the food back to the kids. And then once the little puppies get older, they bring them on a chase and they'll chase the prey down for at least 60 to 70 miles. And they never chase, they gallop. Right? So every time you look back, there's a bunch of dogs just chasing you. Okay, you're running 60 miles an hour. It's just like, yep. And then they take turns shifting on who go in the front. Like, oh, all right, your turn. Okay, your turn. They transition. But here's the dope part. They never kick the child out of the family. You know who do that? Lions, gorillas. And they, they actually lower on the chain than we think. You're not meant to be alone. And so when I talked to my therapist about it, bro, I was like, say, bro, like, so we just started talking. He was like, all right, let's talk about it. Let's talk about why you feel like that. Let's talk about how you get there. Let's talk about, and bro, I started talking about it, and bro, I started feeling better. And I started realizing, like, all right, this is it. And so as men, I want us to not just be, not just be able to go get the money. Not just be able to protect. Not just be able to provide. 
But as men, we got to be leaders. And one of the key components of leadership is discipline. One of the key components of leadership is discipline. Like, I'll be honest with you. I can almost promise you, bro, like if you if you with your woman and you see a nice woman, if you don't stare at her, bro, you all right. You and your woman say, no, nah, you see a nice looking woman, you. She ain't going to trip on that because there's a good chance. What I've noticed about women is women don't mind complimenting another beautiful woman. At least in this day era. They're like, oh, she's beautiful. But with men, we don't be having discipline. So we got, we lack our discipline. When we see something, you want your whole body change. Right? So I want us as men, as we get on a journey, as we start becoming better men, as we start evolving, I want us to start tapping more into our discipline. Because as we talk about wealth, I want you to understand this. A single man can't build wealth. Here's why. Wealth is about family structure. And when we talk about family structure, it is important. Now, I'm not going to get into having multiple wives and all that because if some people believe in that, I'm not, I'm not about to fight that fight. If you believe in it, cool. If you don't believe in it, cool. It is what it is. But I do know when we talk about wealth, when you talk about wealth, every time you speak about wealth, you never talk about one person. You talk about a family last name. And that's by design. Every time we talk about wealth, you talk about a last name. You never talk about an individual. You never say uh, the, the Rothschild person. You never say the, you say the family. Right, you, you you talk about him initiating it, but you talk about the family. You never just talk about Sam. You talk about the Waltons, right? You never talk about a Kennedy. You talk about the Kennedys. You never talk about a Mars. You talk about the Mars family. You never talk about one of the Saudis. You talk about the whole Saudi. You know what I'm saying? You never talk about one person. You never talk about one person. When you speak about wealth, you speak about a whole last name. You never speak about, so that tells us, just when we look at the blueprint, it tells us that wealth is a family mission. It's a family mission. That's why we say in our mantra, turning our last name to an asset. It's about family. It's about family. It's about family. That's what it's about. It's about taking that last name and changing the dynamic of it, increasing the purchasing power. So now when they say your name, they like, bah. let's go. All right, man, let's get into my bad, bro. God damn. My bad, too. That nigga, too, gonna be on me tonight. We on time, bro. We on time, bro. My bad, y'all. Damn. All right, let's get to our show, man. We, how many minutes we in? Damn, we an hour in. Shit. Let's go.
<laughs> Over here, don't hold it against me, dog. Don't hold it against me. Let's go, y'all. I am a certified Wall Street trapper. I'm confident in my ability to make great investments. The stock market is a machine that prints money, and I'm more than capable of operating this machine. Not only will I free myself, but my family will eat for a lifetime based on the information I apply today. I'm a money maker and a wealth builder. Today, I break all the chains that anchor me to that poverty mindset. My ancestors will smile now because I've turned our last name into an asset. My family's purchasing power will increase indefinitely. Today, I make the declaration that no longer will I be a slave to money. No longer will a generation behind me inherit lack. No longer will I submit to selling my time for money. I am a first generation millionaire. I am the architect of my family's legacy. I am a certified Wall Street trapper. And Wall Street looks like us now. Let's go, Tootie. Let's go, baby. My bad, Jose. I don't even know where that came from, dog. I don't know where the hell that came from. I'm going to get some text messages tonight. Like, get a couple interesting text messages tonight, Jose. Don't be talking about me on them people show like that. Like, what, how you know what you're talking about, you? What you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Somebody gonna scream. You heard free talk about you. That, that, that. Anyway. All right, let's get to our market talk, y'all. All right, so listen, man. Get to our road on the street. Today we had an interesting day, Jose. The market started off down, heavy. And then about 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, it start gaining momentum back. But here's what I be, bro, in them moments, I be sniping. Right? Uh, shout out to my super chat people. Shout out Natalie Nicole. We appreciate you, Queen. We appreciate you so much. Shout out John. I appreciate you, family. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Right? Let's go, let's go, let's go. All right, today we had the Dow Jones up. Everything barely got up at the end of the day. The Dow Jones, the NASDAQ, the S&P 500, all of them got out. <laughs> hey, LaShawn said, Tweety, don't you delete not one of them slides either. <laughs> I'm glad y'all on to him. Too, he be cutting my slides when I get too late, y'all. I'm making Tootie the culprit. Tootie is the culprit. He go to cut my slides when I get late. So I'm glad you put him on notice. You feel me? <laughs> I'm glad you put him on notice. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, so today our winners were S&P 500 winners. Let's go to our winners, Tootie. Let's go to our winners. 
Boom. Our biggest winners today was the S&P 500 winners was GE Health. Jose, I like that because this will happen when they split. So General Electric, uh, they cut their company into halves. And when they cut their company into half, they had a healthcare half and they had the other half. The healthcare part of the business has actually been doing good. They up 11% today. UPS up 4.92% today. Shout out to my girl, uh, Ashley Fox, because she loves REITs. And Simon Property Group is up 4.8% today. So if you like, if you're in Atlanta, you go to Fifth Plaza, you go to Lenox Mall, if you're in Houston, you go to the Galleria, guess what? Simon Property Group. All right? Uh, the NASDAQ, we had uh, Zenevia up 54%. Medieval Holdings up 71%. Invival Therapeutics up 136% today. God dang. That's a lot, bro. All right, our biggest losers today. Let's get into that part right quick, right? Adobe. Down 3%. Tyson Foods down 3%. AMD down 3%. That's the S&P 500. Pineapple Energy down 34%. Sunworks down 58%. And Solidian Technology is down 30% today. That was good. That was good. So that's our biggest winners and that's our biggest uh, losers for today. Let's go a little further, Tudor. Look at our heat check. Look at y'all. We ended the day. I'm telling you, we had a shift. The end of the day, we had a shift. It was, I'm telling you, came the last part. Listen, the NASDAQ today was down almost 1%. I was like, all right, all right, this is what's happening. All right. But watch this. We had 4 million calls today. And this is at 4 o'clock, market closed. We had 4 million calls today. We had 3.1 million puts today. That's a shift. I'm telling you, it started happening around about 2 o'clock. I was like, ooh, ooh. Now, here's what I did, though. Today was a heavy day. I had a lot going on today, man. But when I saw that, I was talking to B, and I said, I'm going to shout out my homies right quick. Alex, him 500, Neil, Marcus, they came yesterday. We did. I, uh, I'm not going to say what it's called. But we was in here. I was teaching them options. We did a little mastermind. I was teaching them options. And, um, and, and I said, I need y'all to learn this so y'all can make a play when I make a play. And so I got to shout out Alex, man. Marcus was learning, but him and Neil was at each other top. They just was fussing. They bickering like the golden girls. You hear me? Jason, he was just chilling. He vibing. He looking at it. He like, yep, I got it trap. But Alex had this look in his eye. You know what I'm saying? Alex was like, all right. So this morning, when I made a play and put it in the group, in the Patreon, I put the group, I put it in, a, in our group. Alex hit ASAP. I got it. 
And so we'll see that play today. We're not going to see the play, but we'll see what happened at the end of the day. So that was really, really good. Shout out to my dog, Alex Good Energy, because he wasn't playing. He was like, nah, Trap, you're not about to get that stock market money without me. So I, I, I like that. Let's go a little further, Tootie. Here's our heat check today. NVIDIA down 1.6%. AVGO down 1.5%. Look at Apple. Look at Tesla. Amazon, Google, Meta, Blackstone. Nike, UPS, up. Uh, Zoetis, y'all be sleeping on my Zoetis, right? BMY, Pfizer, United Health. We got to scatter. We can see the green. We see the green. Let's go a little further. All right, so we see that. Look at that. 75. I'm telling you, the end of the day went. The end of the day went on a push. The end of the day went on a push, man. So we had a right at 70, 73 on our fear and greed today. 73. Let's go a little further. All right. I won't get into this. Here's some of our best performers in January. Right? I want to start doing this so we can see who performed better on a per month basis. So NVIDIA up year-to-day 37%. That's crazy. It's being fueled. Why? And I'm going to go into some after I do this. Um, Meta up 37.17% year-to-date. Netflix up 20% year-to-date. SMCI. Y'all know I put us on that. I'm going to say I put us on that, but I got onto it last year. When I had it in a recession portfolio, it gave us 100-some percent last year. But the thing up 100-some percent now. It's been going crazy. I want to do something right quick, though. Today, did we get that slide that says the last one I, that I got Steve to make? Did we get that yet? Boom, right here. I want y'all to look at this. I came up with this right before the show started. And I want y'all to screenshot this. I want y'all to shout out to my dog, Steve, bro. I got I to gotta shout my dog out, bro, because... I have these last minute thoughts, Jose, and he just be like, all right, bro, send it. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to my dog, Steve. Man, Steve need a raise. I want y'all to screenshot this because this is going to be important for what I'm about to tell y'all, right? If you can identify the switch, you can get rich. Now, here's what I mean by that. In essence, I'm saying if you can, if you can identify when a company has created that shift the game and you can understand that, Man, I promise you, you can make a lot of money, right? So that's one of the things that I look for. I always look for when a company can create a product that I tell, yo, this is about to change the game. You know what I'm saying? Now watch this. I'm about to show you this and watch how you identify it when I tell it to you. Let's go through some of the motions right quick. Watch this. Apple. What was Apple's inflection point? When they created the iPhone. When they created the iPhone, it was 100% a game changer, not just for the world, for the company, but for the world. So if you can identify when a company has hit its, has, has hit an inflection point or created a product that's going to change the game. So now you're going to ask yourself, well, trap, man, how do we know it's going to change the game? Well, you know, you know when you see, you like, damn, it's different. It's different right here. Watch this. 
Amazon. Now watch this. First, they started selling books. We know that. But when we when did we realize, yo, this is a game changer? When they start selling everything, and then we stop going to eBay as much. When we stop getting catalogs in the mail for eBay. When we stop getting them catalogs in the mail to order online, and, oh, it's a game changer. When they start selling everything under the sun, when you when you started stop when you stopped going to the store because you rather I can get it, I'd rather not go to the store and get it the next day. And I go self-checkout You feel me? I would rather not go to the store 15 minutes away. But you start thinking about the process you got to go through. Damn, I got to get in the car. I got to go to the store. I got to find it. I got to get in the line. I got to get in traffic. I got to get back home. You know what? I'll just get next day delivered. Right? When you can identify this, go through a little bit more. NVIDIA, what happened? When it went from being just about games to saying, yo, everything now is about to be AI. We see inflection point. Tesla was there when they became the company for, yo, clean, clean energy, electric, self-driving. Right. Oh, this is about to be something different. Let's go a little bit further. Crown strike. Right. Crown strike. When we know that when when it, why did I get into it? I said, OK. 2021, I said, yo, technology has ramped up. Like, it's ramped up so much. Like, it's a game. Like, I said, okay, if you go, if we're going to go this heavy on technology, the new way that war, that has to be protected. When I start seeing companies, everything was about data, 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 data. I said, okay, we need, this is the Brinks truck for data. All right, inflection point, Uber. When did we know this was it? When we start seeing them at the airports. Like it was one thing when it was just, but when you start seeing Uber, like you will stop, bro, I'm gonna promise you, I only see taxes in New York. I only see cabs in New York. I only see cabs in New York. That's it. When you go to the airport now, there's a, oh, ride share. It's a ride share lane. Oh, this is changing the game. Let's go a little further. DraftKings. Not just Draft, but the other, Flutter. Right? Why? Because it went from you, you can't do it to now. How do you know it's a game changer? Because you got sports betting on the sports channels now. You got sports betting on ESPN, sports betting on SportsCenter. Every sports show now has what? A sports betting ad. Eli Lilly, why? Not because of the insulin. What was the game changer? Weight loss. They've been a great company. Well, Trap, why is that such a big deal? Because 76% of Americans are 
No, I'm sorry. 67% of Americans are obese, but not even that. I'm going to go a little further. The reason why I know for a fact that Eli's literally had hit the inflection point was because of social media. Well, how, Trap? That don't even make sense. Well, social media made more people body conscious. Turn the air down. Turn the air. Social media made people more conscious of their body. It made people more conscious of their body. And so now you got the people that are like, yo, and mind you, this is not me. Like, we talking about investing. We not talking about, like, body shaming or nothing like that, right? So you got the people that's doing what? Going to get, you know, the surgery, whatever, whatever, whatever. They making money like that. But then you got people like, what? Nah, I'm going to just take this and lose the weight. I'm going to consistently take this and lose the weight. It works. Right? So it, this been a great company, but they profits and they stock went through the roof when they said, we got the weight loss drug. Novo Nordis, same thing. They've been, the, they been a great company, but when they dropped the weight loss drug, done deal. Because now companies like what? Weight Watchers and you out here. You feel me? So my my hypothesis that I put together was simple. When you can identify a company has created a product that is game changing, get in it. And be willing, be willing to ride the wave. Because watch this, every company I got up here is a staple. And you cannot deny how they have altered everyday life for human beings. You cannot, you cannot deny that. You cannot deny that. You cannot deny it. So I hope y'all take this game. I just thought, I know I went through what I went through in the beginning, but if you, if you can identify this, and I challenge you to do your homework, I challenge you because here's why. There's other companies that's doing the same thing. Why do you think I bought CELH before they was running like that? Because they got endorsed by Pepsi. Red Bull wasn't Kip Monster had slowed down. Red Bull had slowed down. They entered the energy drink game with a whole nother type of flavor and flair. They came out with multiple different flavors, packaging, people consuming it like crazy. Now, here's what I will tell you. Now, I'm going to put this out there. If them boys... What them boys' name is, them white dudes, the energy drink, prime. If them little dudes ever go public, I'm buying it. Here's why. They got the young generation. They got the young generation. Name a store that you went in now that they don't have prime location. 
when you see their brand. I pay attention to that. Not only are they on the shelves, but they put their stuff like in the middle of the aisles, in the middle, like by themselves, standalone, and they put them on the front of the aisles. I say, ooh, they doing a Coca-Cola move. So they didn't fight Coca-Cola for shelf space. This me, this the investor in me thinking. What Monster Energy Drink did was Monster said, yo, I'm going to fight, I'm going to give Coca-Cola some of my profit for shelf space. They said, we're not going to even fight for shelf space. We're going to position ourselves where you can't help but see us. When you go to the store, they not, they with the rest of the energy drinks, but they also in other locations. So when you first go in the store, they're going to have a whole little setup, prime. And then when you go to the aisles, they're on the outside of the aisle as soon as you walk in them. I said, oh, they... They own it. I said, they own it. You feel me? And then what else they doing? They going direct to consumer. So what they doing? They doing stuff that the other drinks ain't doing. They going Terrence Crawford. They going rappers. They going social media. Yep, happy dad too. Like they think, I'm telling y'all, so I know I'm talking about these companies on here that changed the dynamic of life in America, but don't forget other companies that's coming up that's targeting a different demographic of people in a new way. Like all of this coincide with it. Like if you pay, you can see it. I'm telling you, them little boys ever, and I don't mean to call them little boys like they kids because they big dogs when it kind of. They using every they're using the social media platform to become that next generation of brands. You feel me? And I'm gonna tell you another person who I'm not like crazy about like that, but I can promise you that Skims brand from Kim Kardashian, she's already raised four billion dollars valuation. Bro, when she go public. You know why? Because they, she's using the face of social media, right? And what happens is when we look at these old brands, none of the, watch this. Outside of Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, we don't know none of them CEOs like that. Those founders, let me say that. We don't know them. Steve Jobs passed away. So what they what they doing in the new generation is they're taking their visibility. Who doesn't know the Jake Paul dudes? Who doesn't know Mr. Beast? Who doesn't know Kim Kardashian? They're taking their likability and they're taking their ability to go direct to consumer and they're taking them to billionaire status. All right, let's go a little further. All right, watch this. The death of being an American. Right, so watch this, y'all. I want y'all to understand this. So some data came out today. Um, Credit card debt delinquency rates have surged more than 50% in 2023. It's the highest it's ever been since 2008. The last quarter alone, total debt per credit card jumped from 50 billion to 1.13 trillion. Auto loan delinquency rates also surged to 8%. 
the first time since the Great Recession. Also, interest rates on credit cards and debt have hit a record of 25% and new car loan rates have hit 9%. 9%, y'all. To go a little further to it, delinquency rates on credit cards and auto loans have spiked. Go a little further. I want y'all to see this, y'all. Watch this. As of right now, we are currently adding $5.2 billion of federal debt per day. Per day. In 2024 alone, America is going to hit nearly so And we're talking about so far. $1.5 trillion. And we are borrowing money for future generations, from future generations, to fund our issues today. So I did a little research on that. Because you know I like to give y'all research. Go a little further to it. I like to give y'all research. I like to give y'all numbers. I like to give y'all documents. To it, let's go a little further. I like to give us documents. Here's the numbers I came up with today, y'all. I want y'all to look at this. Let's make this one a big one, Tootie. I want y'all to understand how serious this is. Today, U.S. total household debt has hit uh, $2.212 billion. That means everybody combined household debt. That's of the 300 and something million people in America. Combined that of 212 billion in Q4, that's of last year, 2023, a new record of 17.5 trillion. So 212 billion dollars in household debt was accumulated in quarter four of 2023, giving us an all-time record of 17.5 billion in just household debt. Go a little further. Stay right there, Tootie. Let's just break it down. Mortgage debt, $112 billion. Don't go. This, this, we talking about what is what is looking toward to $12.25 trillion. Auto loans added another $12 billion to go to $1.6 trillion. Student loan debt added $2 billion to go to $1.6 trillion. Credit card debt, $50 billion to go for $1.13 trillion. Watch this. The total U.S. total U.S. household debt is now up 23% in three years, and it is raising rapidly. I'm going to go a little further with you on this debt, y'all. I'm going to go a little further with you on this debt because I want y'all to see what I'm looking at. It says that every household is at least, Jose, $200 and $60,000 in debt, bringing us to $101,000 per person. Right? $260,000 in debt per household. $101,240 per person. That means even your grandbaby. That means my daughter. I'm in a bind, Nate. Some other chunk. Go a little further. Watch this. 
the net interest. This is the one that's mind-blowing, Jose. This is the one that's mind-blowing. The net interest payment on this debt could go from $500 billion to $1.4 trillion. Jose, that's just the interest payments on the debt, cuz. That ain't the debt. That's what we got to pay to service the debt. So, Jose, when we talk about financial liberation, bro, this, this is what we talking about right here. Bro, think about that. My daughter, eight years old, bro. Because, now, here's what I will say. I've never ran a country before a day in my life. I don't know what that looks like. I can say a whole bunch of stuff, Jose, but you can say a whole lot of stuff until you the one running the thing, right? You can say, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? We shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do that. We can say a whole lot of stuff because we ain't the one running the thing. I get it, right? But at some point, like we don't know the cost to our freedom. Let me, let me say that, because I won't, I like to look at it from several different ways. We don't know the, we don't know what it's like, we don't know what it's like to not have to worry about bombs coming out of the sky. We don't know what that feels like. You feel me? Like we can pretty much go to the grocery store whenever we want and get whatever we want. Right? For the most part. Right. We don't we don't we don't ride around with constant fear of a tank shooting our doors in. Right. So we don't we don't know what that cost us. We we don't know what that cost us. But what I do know is this. If the politicians of America don't at some point get on the same page, it will be to the detriment of the democracy and freedom of Americans. You feel me? Like, that's what I don't know, cuz. Like, when you was in a war, I don't know it, but I'm thankful for you being fighting for the country. You feel me? Like, because I don't know what you risking every day so that I can have my freedom. You feel me? So I know you got a different attachment to people that go to war. You feel me? So I got people in Travis Anonymous, my little cousin, we got a little cousin right now, was over there. He was like, bruh. So we, as Americans, we over here in the comfort of our living room saying what should and should not happen. I'm, I'm, I can't say that, but I've never ran a country before. But what I do know is, at some point, the politicians that run America have to get on the same page. If not, it's going to cost us the democracy and freedom of what it means to be an American, if that makes sense. If that makes sense. Because I don't know, I don't know if people, like if you, listen, if you ask me today or tomorrow if I'm going to live in another country, probably not. So I, I never understood people that want America to fall and you live here. Right? I never, I never, I don't understand that. 
The debt to the dollar, bro. You spend dollars every day. The China is about to overtake, bro. You live here. You don't want to be here. You don't want to be an American with China as the number one country. You don't, you don't want to be America with America not as, you don't know what America like as the number two country. All you know is superpower America. That's all you know. Right? That's all you know. You know the America where immigrants leave their country on rafts, boats. They take risk to get here. That's the only America you know. So I don't want to see the downfall of that. I'm not about to go live in Portugal nowhere no time soon. But if we don't get politicians in place that understand, bruh, you got to stop spending money the way you're spending money. That's not hard. Right? Like, we can't keep going in debt like this we can't have another $114 billion bill. We can't keep putting a burden on the American people. We can't do that. We, we, we cannot do that. I saw the dude, I think his name, Ricky Fontaine, or Richie Fontaine, he's a comedian out of Houston. And he said something, <laughs> and he made me laugh. He said, bro, this the same potato chips I used to pay 75 cents for. How the hell are they $3 now? He said, what in the Ferrito Lake? He had me crying out when he said it. But I thought about it, bro. Like, I remember I used to go to the store, the bag of chips was 25 cents. You feel me? The cost of what it's, the cost of what it's costing, as I want to say, the price to being an American now is extremely expensive. And it's only getting worse. Now, I, I'm not the person that says Joe Biden. I'm not the person that says Donald Trump. I'm the person to say that, bro, I can only do what's necessary for me and my family. So it don't matter who's in office, I make sure that we are financially positioned to thrive. And that's what I need y'all to understand. The cost of being an American is expensive. We ain't even talking about being free. We ain't even talking about having a million dollars. We 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 saying the cost of just being an American is expensive. And if you don't learn how to invest your money, if you don't learn how to put yourself in position to make your money work twice as hard for you as it is as you were for it, then you're going to be in a really, really, really bleak situation with nothing you can do about it. And the worst thing you want to be as an American is defenseless financially. So it is of extreme importance that you learn how to invest your money. It is of extreme importance because if you only have one source of income, you have committed or you are committing financial suicide. Because it's only going to get, okay, newsflash, it's only going to get more expensive. It's only going to get more expensive. It's only going to get worse.
Just keeping it, it's on, listen. It's only going to get worse because we have people in positions of power and I'm going to just be frank with you. They putting themselves in a situation to be ready. They putting themselves in financial situations to be ready. They equipping themselves financially to be ready. And if you don't start positioning yourself, if you don't start getting into the one share at a time mentality, I just won't be in position because I don't know what the America at number two and number three, I don't know what that America looks like. I don't know because here's what I do know. When another country becomes the number one country, they start implementing their rules and they start implementing sanctions and your dollar start not being as powerful as it was. And you start moving under a different type of dictatorship that you ain't accustomed to. And this time, you don't have no say-so in it. Score that first, man. All right, and invest. Invest like the 1%. So we did some research, I did some studies. Whether you like it or not, here's what I saw. 53% of the 1% have their wealth in stocks. 20% in cash, 16% in bonds, 6% in real estate, 4% structured, meaning having different structures in place, and then the other 1% is in other. And the reason why I, I was I was talking to these people, I was showing yesterday while we was in here. So People, listen, all my real estate people, I be trying to tell y'all, I don't have nothing against real estate. I don't have nothing against real estate. I think that real estate is an asset class. I look at real estate as, so here's how I look at stuff, Jose. I look at as stocks is the multiplier. Real estate is the protector. Right. So. And crypto is your wild card. And the reason why I said it is because crypto can do some astronomical things in short periods of time that you ain't never even seen before. Right. So I don't have nothing against that, but it's not my main thing. And I tell people all the time and they be like crypto, crypto, crypto. I'd be like, bro, cool. But. Why are we waiting for crypto to skyrocket? You're missing the money you could be making in stocks and real estate and other stuff. You feel me? I don't, I don't have a problem with you being an advocate for a crypto. Cool. Love it. Go. Listen. Ah. But while we waiting for it to skyrocket. Right. You missing out on companies like NVIDIA going crazy. You missing out on companies like Meta and SMCI. You missing out on them companies going crazy while you waiting. So. I feel in my mind when we look at the game, it's like this. Here's how I look at it. And I, and I told my hypothesis. And I want y'all to go look it up. No, crypto was up over a thousand percent. I'm not, I love it. But while we wait, but what happens while we just sitting right there? 
Do we just sit and just miss out on the other gains that you could be getting? That's my thing. You feel me? Like, I got crypto, but I'm going crazy with stocks too. And now I'm buying, like, that's my thing. Like, we so, we get so caught up in being an advocate for one thing, we miss out on all the things. As a collective, we be so at, like, yo, yep, I'm like, stock, 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 stock. But guess what, y'all? Trap got crypto too. Guess what, y'all? Trap got real estate too. Guess what, y'all? Trap got a business too. So I feel like when people be like, real estate, real estate, real estate, real estate, real estate. I feel like this is how you're supposed to do it. And it's just my own personal opinion. My own personal opinion. When I looked at Donald Trump, and, I, and y'all can go look this up, he got a 40-year tax abatement. Then he got another one when he built Trump Tower. And then he got another one. Well, he didn't get the 40, but he got a lesser one, but he got a hundred and something million dollars, $113 million. Right? So you're wondering why he didn't pay taxes. Altogether, he paid 800, he got $885 million in reductions over from 79 to 2022. But that wasn't because he had a bunch of buying holes. He ain't had, it wasn't because he had a bunch of duplexes. He went and built hotels that cost 300 million, 200 million. He went built leasing his name on buildings. He went got, a, and go look up where the tax abatement is. To the point where New York, he took New York to court because he said, if I'm going to build this, I'm providing jobs. I'm providing more income and revenue for the state. Y'all owe me for that. That's what he told New York. He took him to court. But when you go look at the wealthiest people in the world, we realize that majority of their wealth is in stocks of the companies that they own. So let's go a little further to it. So here's it, y'all. Here's your blueprint. Business. Here's what I want to tell you. I don't care if you're somebody that works a nine to five. You need to create a business. The reason why you need to create a business is because there's so much stuff you can write off and it can help you. Plus, you always want to be able to generate money on your own. You need to be in stocks because it's a multiplier to your network. You need to get real estate because the real estate allows you to have tax breaks and tax benefits. Also, in real estate, you also need to have what I like to call agriculture. It's real estate, but it falls under something else. You need precious metals. You need gold. Why? Gold, silver. Why? Because for the since the beginning of time, it has always been a thing. And you need to have some type of passive income. And I guarantee you, none of these things are out of the grasp of any of us. 
None of these things are out of the grasp of any of us. This is your financial blueprint. This is what gives you financial freedom. This is what gives you financial independence. This, everybody here can start a business. It don't have to be a million dollar business. Get with your CPA. They can tell you can take so much losses from a business that help you. Boom. Then you get into your stocks. Then you get into your real estate. Right. It can be a plot of land. It can be whatever to help you. Then you can get agriculture. So now you got real estate and land. Then you go a little further. You get you some gold. Well, I got why you got gold trap because if they ever run out of money. I don't care who take over. If I say, hey, I ain't got no cash, but I got 40 gold bars. I think that'll speak a different kind of language, cuz. I think that'll still get me somewhere. Somebody said it different. Yep, you get tax abatements when you get in gentrification areas, when you get in, uh, what's the other one called? Opportunity zones. You get those. Passive income. You need money that you're making. That's what I love about the options market. Let's go a little further, man. Tudor, we forgot something, bro. That, look at my dog. Look at my dog. Look at my dog. Jose, that haircut on fire on there, dog. Damn, that haircut looks fire. Okay. Okay. I see you, young trap. I don't know what you were looking at. Boy, look a little brolic on there, dog. Let's go, man. Gotta show y'all the recession portfolio right quick, man. All right. Costco lost uh, $56 today. Uh, if you in the Patreon, we done had, I done had it for a couple weeks. Y'all know we added FICO. We up on that. Eli Lilly was down today. Meta was down today. NVIDIA was down today. VTRX was down today. I'm mad that I lost. They, they tripping. They tripping. But we still up 15% today, so we love it. Go a little further. All right. As we get into our options play. So we got Amazon. We still up 19 grand on that. AVGO, 55 grand on that. Let me do something right quick. I need to go to... The percentages right quick, because I like to tell y'all that. I know y'all need to see that. That's important for us. Let me go to it right quick. That's important for us, y'all, because I know y'all be needing to see that. All right, here we go. All right. All right, so Amazon, we up 172%. AVGO, we up 113%. Crowd, Google. Damn, I think I said. You think they heard it? Damn, they probably heard it. But I ain't tell y'all what it was. So that plate, that blackout plate is up 14%. We put that in last week. We put that in last week in the Patreon group. We up 14%. Uh, Google, we up 
this other Google play is pissing me off. It's pissing me off because we was up like $3,000 on it. <laughs> Titus. <laughs> he said, you said it, trap. All right, so that was a crowd strike play, but I didn't tell y'all the, the, the play. So you ain't know it. All right, but I put that in last week. Uh, the one right here, this blackout play was the one we put in today. Uh, today we up 1% on that. Two, let's go a little further. Uh, all right, cool, you good. And we got, no, go back one, two of it. We got two meta plays. We up uh, 200 and the first meta play, we up 334%. The second, we up 247%. And we took, we took um, profit. We took half of that. We took half of that. Right, let's go up a little bit. Let's go down to it. All right, Netflix, we up 65%. NVIDIA, we up 370%. And then the next one, we up 217%. We sold half of those positions. That's how we got this other play we got in. Oh, it's up there. Yeah. So we up on this one. We up on this one. And this one, we up 58%. So this was the newest one we got in. Um, QQQ is we up 31%. That's the March play. I might go on and get out of that one. I've been in there too long. Let me get my money. I'm going to get my money and go. I might sell that one. I'm going to get my money and go. That's the ones the trappers got out of, and I stayed in by mistake. Uh, our next play is up 2%, and then we got another play. Go a little further to it. That's up, and then we got the XLK and the XLY. I did the XLK play on Instagram live. Uh... All my Patreon people, if you're in the chat and you've been getting some money, put some fire in the chat. If you made, watch this, Jose. If you made three digits, put one in, one fire in the chat. If you made four digits, put two fires in the chat. If you made five digits, put three fires in the chat. If you're in a Patreon. Huh? All right. If you in a Patreon and you made three figures, that's 200 300 all the way up to $1,000, put one fire in the chat. If you made four figures, that's 1000 to 9000 put two fires in the chat. If you made five figures, put three fires in the chat. If you made more than five pig figures, Put five fires in the chat. If you're in a Patreon. Mmm. See y'all. Courtney Bowman. Let me shout y'all out. Titus. I see y'all. LaShawn. Dominique. Michael. Khadijah. The chosen one. It's too fast. I can't see Jose. All right. Jose put a, uh, Jose put a poll in the chat. Let's see who did the most, Jose. Jose got three figures, four figures, five figures. Four figures is, I mean, the four figures is winning the most. That ain't, that's good, Jose. 
That's good numbers, Jose. Jose, somebody got more than four, three fires? Wow. Five fires mean 99,000, more than 99,000, Jose? That's crazy. That's crazy. I know Tamara got her big one. Tamara doing her big one. Tamara, my girl from New York. That's my girl, huh? Who? Courtney Bowman says, how much, Jose? 50K in six months. 50K in six months for $49.99 or $79.99. Damn. That's crazy. Some, I saw somebody say, I've been in there two weeks and already paid for itself. How much? Damn. Nine K year to date since January, bro. Who? Put let me take the take the thing out. I can't see him, Jose. I want to shout my people out, bro. Take the pole. Move the pole. There we go. I need to see him. Mm. Hold up, Jose. We got, a lot of, we got a lot of figures in there now. Four figures is heavy. Damn, cuz. Somebody said the real scam is not being in the Patreon. Wow. I'd be up 4K if I got in my SMH play. <laughs> up 4,500 on this NVIDIA play. I'm over 100 crate. Brett Castle. <laughs> 25K since Friday? Or that 2.5K? <laughs> Damn, cuz. 50K since October, fam? 10K in six weeks. Jose, a 40 pack since January. Jose, what is we talking about here? 9K in two weeks. I'm up 25%. Come on, 60K in four months, Jose? Bruh. Man, I just want to shout my people out, man. I just want to have a moment to shout my 10K in three weeks. Damn. That's crazy. I got small K, but I'm up almost $1,000. Man, listen here. <laughs> I like that. Cody said, look, say it up, man. You done put me in another tax bracket. Now nah, I owe money. <laughs> 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 I 
Don't start that. Look at uh, Cody. Cody said 100 cases in January. Cody came to the, uh, Cody came to the, I won't say that, the Dallas event or the LA event. It was, I can't think of which one. Damn. I meant to put you in, you need to be in a new tax bracket. <laughs> Jose. Jose. Oh, my guy, John. See, now, now let me tell a story right quick, Jose, about John. John is the scariest person I know. And I mean that in a good way. Bruh, John in the Patreon and John, every time a stock move, he DM me. Chat what I should do. I said, John, if you don't get on my face. But John went all in. And if I'm not lying, I think John had about $80,000. It was 80 or 100,000. Dallas, Cody was in Dallas. And John did this to me one day. John said, Trap, I had either 80,000 or 100,000. He said, Trap, I put like 75% of it, I put it in the plate. And I ain't gonna lie, I was scared to death for him. I was scared. Because I'm like, John, why did you do that? You know what I'm saying? I was like, John, why would you do that? He was like, I believe in you. And we was in a play, and this play, was, it wasn't working for a while for us. And John was like, Trap, you got to tell me what to do. Like, <laughs> what to do, Trap? <laughs> and I'm like, damn. Because like, when you tell me that type of information, now nah, I got to watch this crap. And I remember when it started hitting. And I remember John had his big day. He DM'd me. He said, bro, I ain't never seen this much money in one day in my life. And that was one of the moments for me. Because I felt it in his DM. In the group, he was like, trap. He was like, bro, I'm a, I, you stuck with me. I ain't never seen this much money in one day in my life. And then he did a couple other moves. And, you know, he still wasn't over his emotion. Because I tell you, the emotion is what gets you where you got to go at. So he'd been in some plays and he'd get out the play. And now he'll get out the play and he'll be like, damn, trap. I left so much money on the table, but I'm still trying to get where you at emotionally. You know, so he be hitting. He'll hit 20, 30 grand. He, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? So shout to John for that, man. <laughs> shout to John for that. I remember that. So shout to my, one, of, one of my dear, I love her, is Miss Kim. Miss Kim is, when she talks to you, it sounds like she hugging you. Her voice sounds like a verbal hug. Right? Miss Kim took the information from the Options Masterclass and went and did a play. She got the play I did. She turned $71 into $3,500, I think. A, 71, a $700, $71 into $5,000. She took the play I did, and I'm, I don't want to misinterpret. She took the play that I did. She had some other plays going on, so she didn't have not all the way around the board, but just like investing capital. So she took the play I did and did it way shorter. She bought three or five contracts at $71. 
It came up to like $320-something, and it was up 1,500%. It was like $300-something, something $320-something, something like that. And she was like, Trap, I just took this play you told me, and because I, I had the capital tied up in the other stuff, I, t- I, I took it and did it way shorter and got 1,500% on the same plate. The same plate that you up, you know, a couple hundred percent on, I took the same plate because I, I, I saw what you saw and put my $300 in turn. I think she said $5,000 or something like that. Miss Kim is in the chat. She can say it. And I just was in awe because that's the power of information. Right? She was like, look, I'm already in the other plays with Trap. I got $300. I like the play. I see why he's in the play. She took the $300, turned the $300 to $5,000. Shout out. Watch out. Now let, me, let me work my magic. You don't got to tell me. Let me work my magic. But also let me shout out Miss Kim because she's in Travis Anonymous. And so the reason why she can see what I see is because fundamentally everything I do is based off fundamentals. And the one thing we teach in Trap as Anonymous is fundamentals. How to research, how to break down. Every Sunday we do a live class on breaking down stocks. Every Sunday. The crap is in that bit breaking down stocks. Shout out to Lieutenant Casey. Shout out to Natalie. Shout out to uh, Chelsea. Shout out to Big O. Shout out to Tony Watts. Shout out to Hashim. Shout out to uh, Noor. Shout out to that whole. Shout out to Tanika. Shout out to uh, Doc. She know who I'm talking about from Houston. Like all we do is break down stocks. We ask questions. So you break down the stock and somebody asking a question about the stock. It ain't that you right or wrong. It's to help you add on your research. So what they doing is they taking the fundamental research because now if you understand the fund, because I don't trade based off charts and all that. That ain't what I'm looking at. So they taking the fundamentals, adding it with the options course and the Patreon group. They're going crazy. My guy Hashim from Atlanta, he just hit me the other day. We was in a group on a Sunday. He was like, trap. I'm up such and such thousand on this. I'm up two thousand on this. He's like, bro, I'm, I'm, I see it now because when you know how to use, that's why I say what we do is revolutionary. A revolution is just mean you disrupting the system. We just disrupting the system. We took and made six hundred thousand dollars in this year, and we ain't looked at one chart. And if you go ask an option trader, is that possible? They'll probably say like, man, you guessing. There's no way you can guess and get 18 out of 20 right. You don't make a million dollars guessing. You don't hit on plays the way we hit on plays guessing. There's a strategic method behind what we're doing. The problem with it is you got to be willing to go again. I always say this. You become wealthy when you take and go the unorthodox way. Unorthodox education gives you unorthodox results. 
But orthodox education gives you mediocre results. And we can say that most people in America are basing their lives off orthodox education and they're getting the results they're getting in life because they're getting the results based off the same playbook that America has taught you. And America teaches us a playbook because they need us where? In the system until they can replace us. And so now the orthodox education that America has taught you, they've reinvented the playbook and now that information will no longer serve you where we going at. So now who going to get the most jobs now? The people that know how to do coding and AI and work with robots and do all that. So now the person with the orthodox education, you stuck. You stuck. And so that's all I did. I'm like, bruh. I got to do something unorthodox so I can still play this game because I got to make the game work a way that I know how to work it. And if we go at anybody that play this game, here's the one thing we can guarantee you. Every trader in the game has a different setup that they look at. They have some similarities, but they're certain. They're like, no, I don't use that. I use this. I use MACD. I use Scholastics. I use this. I use the hour time frame. I use the five minute time frame. I use this time frame. I'm looking at this RSI. I'm looking at this. Everybody gonna have more than once. Like my cousin, when we go hunting, the one of the, there's more than one way to skin a deer. I know y'all thought I was gonna say cat. But I ain't never seen my people skin a cat. I done seen them hang a deer from a motor mount. I also seen them hanging from an oak tree. Duck up. <laughs> and guess what? That sucker still got hung. And it still got ate. You feel me? So for me, I just put the game in the way that it makes sense for me. And I, we killing it. And what we just saw in the Patreon was there's a whole bunch of other people that's using the system that I created that's killing it. And the reason why it's so dope is because nothing against day trading, but for me, that's a whole nother job. I don't, my life ain't set up for me to sit in front of the computer. Sean, how long you sit in front of the computer day trading? About an hour? And then to prep for it, how long? Now, right? So you, you, you take your... Yeah. So it's a two hours, right? Cool. Not mad at that. Bro, we'll take a Sunday and, and do what we got to do. That way, Monday, we just waiting on price points to hit. We gone. We waiting on price points to hit. We gone. We don't got to watch it. It is what it is. And then because we got price points set, now what happens when we get a day like this, where the market is down, if I already like a play, I'm about to double down and double dip on it. Or I got another play that already got rolled out. So now I ain't got to watch it. I'm not saying nothing wrong with day trading, right? I'm not saying nothing wrong with day trading, but I asked Sean a simple question. Do you want to be a successful day trader or do you want to make money trading? Which one is the most important to you? Which one the most important? Are you sick? Are you saying I won't make money trading or do you say, yo, I won't be a successful day trader? Because if you won't be a successful day trader, I probably can't help you. But if you won't make a whole bunch of money trading, I can help you. Let's go a little further to it. I apologize. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. All right, my bad. holes and boing. So watch this, y'all. Man, Boeing having issues again. We saw that the door flew off the people thing. That was one thing. The next thing they found out was that, and I looked up my research, I saw it. They found that the company, um, 
uh, sprint aerial systems, the people who are in charge of doing, they had five rivets to repair on that door. So that was a flaw. But then they came back a little further today and found that they had five or six misplaced drilled holes in another set of airplanes. So here's my thing. Somebody say, who taught me? Shh. Me losing. That's why I'm, that's why I've only dealt with real money. I've never played with fake money. I learned by losing a lot of money. PayPal, 121,000 loss. That's what taught me right there. <laughs> so here's my thing with Boeing. And I said this before, damaged company or damaged stock. At this point, it's a damaged company. I don't care if it's a duopoly between, uh, did I say forges now? All right. I don't care if it's a damn, I don't care if it's a duopoly between Boeing and Airbus. This is an industry that I do not want no parts in. I don't want to be a part of the airline industry and I don't want to be a part of the airline manufacturing industry. Now, here's what I will be a part of. I will be a part of Uber or Lyft because at some point flying taxis will be a thing. They've already started trying it. I want to be a part of flying taxis because the manufacturers of that, that is what? Revolutionary. That is what? Inflection point. Kind of what we talked about earlier. So the goal going to be, when do you get the company that starts to manufacture the electric helicopters? I mean, the helicopters that's going to start transporting us across the world. That's going to take us above traffic. Now, I'm not saying you can't own Boeing, but my thing is I want to own the growth. I don't want to be in a company that's going to keep navigating through the same thing. This is a dinosaur industry for me. This is a dinosaur industry. I don't see growth in this industry. Yep, people going to still fly. Yep, people going to, we're not going to, that's cool. But there's more growth in other areas. Once you see this industry evolving, where's the evolution at? And that's where you go at. Let's go a little further. How y'all feeling in the chat, man? Y'all like the episode so far? Go a little further. We did that one already, too. Yep, I see what you was doing, though. Watch this. No free cash, no pass. Now, I said this for a reason. Right? I brought this up to us for a reason, and I want y'all to look at this. One of the things, so let me say this. If you have the Wall Street Trapping course, we added four more videos. If you have the Wall Street Trapping course, we have four more videos that we added. No upcharge. It don't cost you no more money. It don't cost, it, it, it did nothing. You just got the course. We updated it. You get part of it. What I want to say about that is we also are adding two more videos, right? So for my people in Travis Anonymous, I thank y'all for y'all patience with me last week. I'm about to load y'all up tomorrow with some stuff. I got loaded for y'all. Y'all allowed me not to post last week so I can add those videos to the group. Thank y'all for not cursing me out and telling me I was a scam. Because you know how people go, you ain't posted here a week, you a scam. You ain't giving me my money word. Right, so thank y'all for that. Uh, so, one of the things I want y'all to look at is we talk about free cash flow. I tell y'all about that, but on the show, I'm gonna tell y'all, I'm gonna give y'all an idea of it so y'all can know. 
Yep, you got the course for life. I don't take it from you. And every time I update it or do something to it, you get it. Now, please don't ask me, Trap, are you going to update the options course? I just dropped it. It don't need to be updated. Trap, are you going to update Trap and Method? It's a cold blood. You don't need to be updated. All right? I just added this because I felt like I wanted to go more deeper into this. Look, somebody just said it. Are you going to add more videos to the options course? No. You don't need no more videos. Have you mastered what I gave you already? All right? All right. <laughs> Somebody say you're a Ponzi but laughing Yep, you know how they go to saying it You know what they do when you don't give them that So thank you to my peoples and Trappers and Ninos For allowing me to I kind of give them an explanation to Jose I was like, look, I'm adding these videos to the course You know, let me I appreciate y'all and trust me Huh? Yeah, so thank y'all for that My people and Trappers Anonymous, thank y'all for that um, to my people in the Patreon who asking me, Trap, do I get the videos? You only get the videos if you're in the course. That don't come with the Patreon, because they sure be hitting me with that. You hear me? Um, Where the videos at, Trap? I don't see them. <laughs> I don't see the videos. What videos? But let's talk about this. So free cash flow makes it possible. And here's why free cash flow is so important for you all. Right, because free cash flow makes it possible for companies to make interest payments on debt that they already have. Right, free cash flow allows them to make interest payments on debt that they already have. It also allows them to pay off existing debt, not only just to pay off the interest payment, to pay off existing debt. Also, free cash flow is where your dividend payments come from or them reinvested in the business. But last but not least, free cash flow allows them to buy back shares. Right. And so here's some companies with big free cash flow in 2023. Apple, 73 billion. Microsoft, 59 billion. Visa, 44 billion. And Home Depot, 11 billion. Free cash flow. No, free cash flow is not whack. Free cash flow is not WACC. That's weighted average cost of capital. We talk about that in the Wall Street Trapping Course. Let's go a little further to it. I, and this is what I want y'all to truly, truly see. Y'all know I have not been a fan of REITs. You know, we talked about that a while back, and here's one of the reasons why. Uh, as of recently, Gucci, Prada, Louis Vuitton, they went from tenant to owner. So one of the things that they did was they went and purchased, listen to this, they went and purchased the buildings that they were paying rent from. On average, they were paying $2,000 per square foot in New York City for these buildings. For rent. For rent. So that means the REITs was making a killing on them, right? So Gucci, which his parent company is, uh, start with a K, man. God, it's on the tip of my head. Damn, I can't get it. I know it's on the tip of my head. I'm having a brain freeze right now. Karen. Karen Group. There you go. Thank you. Uh, and LVMH and Prada. So Prada bought their their thing off LVMH, off uh, Gucci paid 1.5 billion, um, 1.5 billion for 115,000 square feet rental space um, on on Fifth Avenue. Um, LVMH 
uh, bought another space for almost a billion dollars. And Prada spent $800 million on, and these are on Fifth Avenue in New York. Uh, but also Chanel paid $63 million in 2021 for a space in San Francisco. On average, the, and look what, look what, look what LVMH said. I'm paying them more as a tenant for them to be my landlord. I might well just buy the store. That's what they say in the chat, in the, in the, in the, in the thing. They paying on average $2,000 per square foot to be on Fifth Avenue to rent. To rent. You know how many Chanel bags they've got? You know how many Chanel bags they got to sell just to pay the rent, fam? That's why Chanel bag so high. They paying the goddamn rent. <laughs> Yo, this square foot right here, two thousand dollars, bro. Square foot ain't. Damn. So, but what did they do? They said, you know what? Instead of being a renter, I'm gonna just buy the building from you. Now, here was the dope part about it, which was real dope. And let me show you how they think. They also understand, and this is what the power of leverage, negotiation, and knowing your market is. If I stop paying you rent and get out of this building, the chances of you renting this building in this economy is slim to none. I'm going to threaten you to leave this building, which I ain't really going to leave this building, but I'm going to make you sell it to me because in this market, you know that people not going to be willing to buy this building from you. And just like a bank is, a piece of property like that sitting still is costing. Because if I ain't paying you rent, guess who got to pay the rent? You. So Prada said, I'm not paying you eight. I'm not paying you this rent no more. But also you in a bad situation because once I stop paying you the rent, you got to pay the rent because ain't nobody going to rent it right now. Why? Because commercial real estate is down. Big. Big. So they gave them 800 million, but they probably wanted about 1.5. And look what they told them. I got 800 cash for you. 800 cash sound better than one point, than nothing. Because guess what you don't want to do? Pay rent on Fifth Avenue. So you took the 800 cash. Damn. It's the cost of the game. Shout out to Prada for knowing that. Let's go a little further, Tudor.
right, man, we about to get into our next segment called Flush It Up, Flip It Up, Flip It Up, Flush, whatever you like to do. I want to say this before we get into this episode, Jose, I wrote this down before we get to this segment. The S&P is within a half a percent of its three-year high. Fewer than 40 companies, fewer than 40 stocks are above their 10-day moving average. Fewer than 60% of companies are above their 50-day moving average. And fewer than 70% of companies are above the 200-day moving averages. This has only happened one time since 1928. It happened August 8, 1929, right before that Black Monday event, which was in 1929. It was one of the darkest days in the stock market. It was the beginning of a real bad time. So I'm going to say that again. If you don't know it, go look up 1929 market chaos or something. The S&P is within a half a percent of its three-year high. Fewer than 40% of stocks are above the 10-day high, meaning on average, the last 10 days a stock has traded in this area, only 40% or less are above that, which means stocks have been Slowly, less than 60% are above its 50 days. So 50 days is kind of the median thing that you look for. Like you always you kind of want your stock to be above the 50 day. Less and less than 70% are above the 200 day, which means that about 40% of stocks are in correction territory. Anything under the 200 day is not good. Means they at a discount. That's those stats combined have only happened one time since 1928, and it happened in 1929, which was the year the market blacked out. Well, Trap, what the hell does that mean? Well, it means when we look at all the debt in this goddamn on country, when we look at, I want to say something too before we get into that, Jose, it's easier to stimulate the stock market than it is to stimulate the economy. Jose started typing as soon as I said it. I mean, he, something triggered him. Right? It's easier to stimulate the stock market than it is to stimulate the economy. And the reason why that is, is because emotions and data move the market. Right? That's what moved the market. That's what moved stock prices. But so many of these people's wealth are tied to this market. This is how people increase their network like so crazy. And what they're doing is the stock market fluctuating, stocks going up, they grabbing profits, pocketing them, finding another opportunity, stock go up. They, they, they network is increasing because they're using the multiplier. The stock market is a net worth multiplier. But the economy, see, that takes products and services. That takes jobs. That takes employment. That takes real estate. That ain't emotional. That's tangible. 
And so what I need us to understand that there is no reason why you are not multiplying your net worth like everybody else is doing. So if you want the financial liberation that's out there for you, you got to play the game. You cannot win the game if you never take the shots. I just wanted to end with that. Jose. All right. So let's get into flush of the. I was a little late. I wasn't on. And I was, I saw George throw his hands out. He kind of threw me off. Yeah. All right, man. So first, let's get into it. Y'all know our first one. Let's get it, man. Flush it or flip it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's go. All right, man. Up on deck first, we got my baby, Chipotle. Right? Let's go, man. Y'all know what we do, man. We create bean bowls. Guacamole King. Double brown rice. Double brown rice with the fajita chicken. I wish they get shrimp though, bro. Because I don't eat the chicken. So I be having to get the veggie bowl. I just wish they get, I'm a, I'm a, since, I, since I own some shares, I'm going to go in on and say, hey, come on, bro. Man, add the shrimp to the bottom of the, to the other bowl. Come on, Ch Zoom in on me right quick, Tootie. Zoom in on me. Let me get a little zoom in. Let me get a little zoom in. Let me get a little zoom in. Come right here. Come right here. I, Wall Street Trapper, am a proud owner of Chipotle stock. I am right now putting a petition as a voter and shareholder, minority shareholder, I am putting in a petition not to pay us dividends, but Chipotle. Add shrimp to the menu. If you add shrimp to the menu, that's going in. That's going to drastically send the stock price soaring. Okay, watch. Let me do it again. Let me do it again. Let me do it again, Jose. Let me do it again. 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 Zoom into me. Zoom into me. Give me. Give me here. I'm here. I, Wall Street Trapper, am a proud owner of Chipotle Mexican Grill stock. I own over 500 shares of this company. And as an owner of this company, I love the performance of this company, but I am putting in a petition that we own, that we add shrimp to the menu. Why? Because shrimp will dramatically, dramatically add value to us as shareholders and increase the stock price significantly. Adding shrimp to the Chipotle Mexican Grill venue is like the stock paying dividends. End quote. How you like that, Jose? I love it. We gonna get that shrimp. Yes, Salmon. <laughs> <laughs> Salmon is not a Mexican uh, dish, Brandon. Shrimp is. I ain't never went to a Mexican grill and they had salmon Fajitas. <laughs> Talk about some and salmon. <laughs> you feel me? We need that. We need shrimp on the menu, Chipotle. 
We need shrimp on the menu. It's not local performance, that's why. It's not what? They better get the little pink shrimp that the Chinese people use. We don't want them shrimp. <laughs> Wait, the shrimp? The shrimp or the Chinese? The, the shrimp fried rice shrimp. Yeah. Oh, the little baby junk. We need a little bigger one. We need the ones right a little bigger than that, Jose. We need the ones when you get, we need the shrimp that go in like shrimp and lobster sauce. No, we don't need them. We need the shrimp that go in like shrimp lo mein. That's the ones we need. The ones that when you get the, when you go to the Mexican restaurant and you order the shrimp fajita, the one that's on a cracking plate. That's the ones we need. I'm putting a vote for that, man. Let me write this to you. Watch this shit here. What's up, Eldrick? Why they <laughs> Facts, right? All right, let's get into it, man. Chipotle, man. Stock up 11% year to day. They just blew it out the water. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I've never did a Chipotle option play because it's so high, but that thing went. It's been going crazy. I'm glad I own it. Right? I'm glad I own it. It's up $2,500 now. Right? I'm glad I own it. Uh, I think we own about 500 shares of it, man. I ain't going nowhere. Uh, Chipotle up 11% year to date, up 50% last year. Chipotle, do we flush it or do we flip it? We like that. Y'all know I love that. All right, next stock, man, AMD. Now, if you don't know about AMD, it is a competitor to NVIDIA, but it's like the little brother. Right, because they don't do the same thing. They create similar chips, but they do different things. But now, and AMD is trying to get into do some of the things that they do. But the company is up fifteen uh, percent year to date, but up ninety seven percent last year. So last year it was up ninety seven percent. This year, from January to now, is up fifteen percent. AMD, do we flush it or do we flip it? Yeah, we're going to go with that. All right, let's go a little further. Next one, Nike. One of the most dominant brands when it comes to athletic apparel. Um, biggest, I guess, tennis shoe company in the, in the game. Uh, down 5% this year, down 18% last year. Nike, do we flush it or do we flip it? Let's see what they say. How do you feel about Nike, Jose? I'm still running with Nike. Nike been here my whole life. All my life I had to fight. But does it mean... It don't mean nothing because right now the team's saying flush. There we go. The team, no, Jose, you don't know. You still, know. You still use... You still use... Uh, you still got raises your potato salad. The white side of you saying that. The Peter Buffalo. <laughs> That's crazy. That's insane. All right, next, we're going with Caterpillar, man. Uh, biggest one, biggest company when it comes to construction equipment, when it comes to actually competitors, John Deere, 
uh, when it comes to um, heavy duty, heavy equipment, John Caterpillar, the company is up 9% year to date, and it was up 30% last year. How do we feel about Caterpillar? I'm not mad at Caterpillar. <laughs> Boeing, biggest air, air, aerospace manufacturer in the game. Uh, the company definitely is part of a duopoly. Well, with them and Airbus, the uh, company is down 19% year to date. It's up, it was up 1% last year. And I'm going to stop, after the first quarter, I'm going to stop using last year's, but I'm just giving you all a concept. So like once March comes, once we get into second quarter, I'll just be using year to date. I'll just be using year to date. I'm giving you both because we're still in the first quarter. So let's talk about that. How do we feel about Boeing, Jose? All right, next company is Abbott Laboratories. It is, huh? Oh, my bad, I skipped Coca-Cola. Damn, I'm looking at my list and not their list, damn. My bad. Coca-Cola, man, y'all know about Coca-Cola, man. <laughs> One of the biggest beverage brands in the game. Uh, they actually have two parts of their business, a finished product business and a sweetener part of the business. Uh, how do we feel about Coca-Cola? Coca-Cola is up 1% year to date and they were up the, a quarter of a percent for 2023. Flush it up, flip it. I was going with my grandma, she drank Pepsi, so she said flush it. Yeah, we, gonna, we like Momo. <laughs> Now we on Abbott Labs, right? One, two, three, four, five, six. All right, Abbott Labs. So Abbott Labs is a medical device company as well. They operate through uh, diagnostics products, nutritional products, and medical devices. Um, they diagnose people's system. They work with blood banks. They work with hospitals. They work with commercial laboratories. They do alternate care testing. They do nutrition products, and they have medical device where they do it. Uh, heart failure, uh, cardiovascular, structural heart devices like cat, uh, what the thing is, uh, pacemakers. Uh, they also deal with disease and diabetes products. Uh, the company uh, year to date is up 4% and last year it was only up 2%. How do we feel about it? Abbott Laboratories. I ain't mad at it. Now, Thermo Fisher uh, is one of those interesting companies, uh, real interesting company. Uh, it engages in software and service products, and it do diagnostics, uh, life science solutions. It actually helps with vaccine, vaccines and creating new drugs. Uh, they also deal with some um, medical devices. They deal with diagnos diagnosis of illnesses. They also have academic and research departments. They deal with the government and industrial health care. They also deal with the government with providing and fighting deadly disease. The company is up 5% year to date. It was down 3% last year. I ain't mad at Thermo Fisher. I'm 
kind of like them a little bit. I just never invested in them, but I kind of like them. I ain't going to lie. All right, next on the list is BlackRock, man. It is, y'all know BlackRock, man. This shit. What they don't do, man. Like the biggest single and multi-asset class portfolios in the world. Uh, the company was founded by Susan L. Warner. Listen, it's one of the, just the biggest asset managers in the world, man. You know, so they got more assets than the management of anybody, man. When it comes to iShares, when you see that, that's them. All them ETLs you be seeing, that's them. When they come to, when you go look at a company, when you looking up a company and you look up holders and you see who owned the most of it, they're going to be number one. Vanguard going to be number two. They dictate the market, bro. They move. They move. I think they got something like $7.6 trillion in assets under management, dog. Yeah, it Damn, crackers. But they didn't perform that well. Last, uh, year to date, they down 1%. Last year, they, they was up $42 at 5%. Uh, last five years, they up 90%. And they pay a dividend of 2.55%. I ain't mad at that, but I kind of like a safe pick. Kind of not, not, not really mad at them. It ain't nothing I'm going to go crazy over. I probably wouldn't have it in my portfolio, but I also know that it ain't like, it ain't, you ain't going to die with them. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to die with them. All right, last but not least, uh, Sonora. Sensora. Uh, it, is, it operates through the United States. It is a healthcare solution segment. Uh, they focus on creating generic pharmaceuticals. See, I don't even like y'all anyway. Y'all selling procaine out here. International healthcare solutions um, with pharmaceutical and wholesale. So that's what they do. They sell knockoff drugs, basically. Uh, the company is up 14% year-to-date. It was up 50% last year. They do have a 0.84% dividend year. How y'all feel about them? Now, we say knockoff or more Same thing. There's only one. There's, there's Viagra, and then there's the knockoff. Right? There's Cialis. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's fish scale, and then there's procaine. There's weed, and then there's parsley. Nah, but they making money, though. Even if I don't like a knockoff, they still making money. Listen, every gas station I went to, the dude with the fake Louis Vuitton belts was selling out. Whether you like it or not. Let's go, Tootie. Man, this is our line, man. 1-800-TRAVEL HOTLINE. Let's go, man. If you are in Trappers Anonymous, no, if you're in Patreon, you here. But, Jose, when are we dropping our thing, man, our episode? Um, next week? Yeah, so we started next week. Yeah, we got a lot going on Thursday, Friday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. All right, let's go with it, man. Good evening, Trap. Thank you and thank Jose for taking my question today. Yo, shout out to your team, man. Shout out to Wall Street Looks Like Us Now Network. Shout out to the Trappers and shout out to the Patreon, man, my people. 
I got a question for you, Trap. So time and time again, you've mentioned that you always like to keep some cash on hand at any given moment in time so you could be ready to deploy capital when the time is right. My question is, what percentage of your long-term buy and hold portfolio and your options portfolio is kept in cash at any given moment in time and why? So I like to think of it as a visual. So I'm thinking of a pie chart where, you know, 25% is Apple, 25% is Microsoft, another 25% is let's say JP Morgan. Um, and then maybe you have 25% in cash, just as an example. What is your framework or methodology on the percentage allocation of cash that you should keep in your long-term and your options portfolio? Thank you again, Trap, for taking my question. God bless you. Have a blessed day. I'll see you at Trapping Tuesday. Salute. Shout out my guy, Titus. Tax pros. Oh yeah, Jose, we got forgot to mention it. Starting March, we're going to come back in March with the in-person live Trapping Tuesday for $197 for 50 people. So we should have that. I'm going to get Lashana to work on that probably the next week. Are we giving Patreon and Travis Anonymous first dibs? Of course. Patreon and Travis Anonymous got to get first dibs. Patreon and Travis Anonymous got to get first dibs. Without a doubt. We got to go to the home. We got to go to the team first. We got to go to the family first. Yeah, they got to go to that. Uh... I think for me, it's somewhere around 15 to 20%. Um, and it's because I do a lot. Bare minimum is 15, 20%. Remember, that's why I didn't make one of the, remember, that's why I took profits on the other play was because I had got down to a certain percentage in cash. And I was like, nah, I got to get some more cash. I never want to be empty. I never want to be empty. Um, so for me, it's always around 15 to 20% in both of them. Uh, I'm lying. And options. And buying whole is probably like a little more because I like to dump when it's time. You know what I'm saying? Well, options, I'm more strategic in what I'm looking for. But when buying whole, when I see the opportunity, I won't dump. So it's probably around 30% cash for me in that buying whole, man. So, yep. Great question, brother. I appreciate you for that. Let's go, today. Yo, love and light, Trap. It's James from New York, man. New York got these trap houses jumping, you dig? But my question to you is, once you became the Wall Street Trapper, and that was who you were going to be moving forward, how did you know, or when did you know, that you were able to teach this new skill set to somebody? Uh, what did that process look like for you? Appreciate you. Mm. Uh, shout out to you, King. I was teaching before the Wall Street Trapper name even came. I was teaching my cuz. I was teaching my homies in the hood. I always been teaching it. Um, but I will say, I didn't start the page until two of my closest friends, my dog Greedy and a great friend of mine named Akila. Um, today, kind of like, my goal was just to teach street dudes. But Akila was a successful businesswoman. And she had me her first million dollars. It was like 2018. And um, she had made an investment. She was like, man, these people tripping. Like, I don't feel comfortable with them, you know, using my money. I don't understand it. So I was like, man, let me see what you got. And she was like, boy, you don't know nothing about no stocks. I was like, man, you tripping. 
And so I explained to her about certain stuff, and I was like, don't take my word for it, go ask them. And so when she went and asked them, she was like, yo, that's crazy. Because they were like, who told you that? Why you get that from? Yada, yada, yada. Because it went against what they knew. It went against what they said. And from there, I started the Instagram page maybe 2017. But we talking, I mean, 2018, 2019. But we talking, shoot, 20, 2014, I was telling cuz about it. You know what I'm saying? That's when I really took it serious. So, um... That was it, man. Like, I always believed in the game. Um, and I just think the more I stayed with it, I just kept learning more and more and more. And the more you learn, the more you, like, get anchored to it. You know what I'm saying? So, man, 10 years now, huh, cuz? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I always been teaching it. You know, my dog Greedy told me, 2010, 2011, he was like, dog, you really a square dude in a street dude body. Because I used to just always talk about it. So um, I think the Wall Street Travel just came about because of Instagram. But I've been, uh, I've been doing that. I've been teaching it. And I've always felt comfortable teaching it. It's easy to teach something that you really believe in. It's hard to teach something that you don't, that you don't believe in. Right? It's hard to teach something that you're just trying to make money off of. Like, if I was just trying to make money, I, it'd be hard for me to do a three-hour show for 81 weeks in a row. Because we haven't started making money off the show yet. <laughs> we haven't started making money off the show yet. Right? So, and we 81 episodes in, we're still learning it. But yet, we still put three hours of dedication every night, not counting what we do before y'all. So, I'll be having to take naps before I do this sometimes. You feel me? Through the whole week, we doing stuff. And, you know, I, I, you know, B said the other day, uh, I was able to get out of the studio with Trap today. Like I had him in here prisoner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you, you can't do this if you don't love it. You can't do this if you don't bleed it, if you don't believe in it, if you don't know it's changing people's life. Um, so... I love seeing people make money. I love, and I'll be honest with you, I, at this point, and I told Jose them the other day, and I told y'all on a show, like, it's not about me making money. And I know that seemed like the, what you call that, the cliche thing to say is, it's not about the money. No, it is about the money because I need money to stay free. The trading and the moving money in the market is about me staying free. I like doing this because I like other people making money. I like seeing people, look, listen, uh, what the queen said, I made $100,000, trap, you got me in another tax bracket. Damn it, I got to pay them now. I'm excited behind that. You know why? Because now she got to make more money. You know what I'm saying? I'm excited about seeing somebody say, bro, I'm up 40 grand since January to now. I'm excited about that. You know why? Because that wasn't sort of 40 grand they had to go clock in for. And what happens when you start making that type of money and you didn't clock in for it? You start to develop a new belief system. And I think for me, that's, that's the biggest thing I'm proud of because people are developing a new belief system. 
they are now believing in the game that wasn't intended for them to play. You feel me? I can show a $100,000 loss because I'm preparing the people who rock with me that one day that's going to be them. Like, let that sing in. Right? Like, I'm preparing you to see it. You don't see me crying. You B told me today, bro, I can't wait till I can lose 100000 and feel the way you feeling. Bro, I was in here chilling. Like, dang, B, uh, B, look. B was like, bro, you, I can't wait till the day I can just laugh at $100,000 like that, dog. But it's because if I can lose 100, I can make a million. If I can lose 100, I can make a million. But it's part of the game. When you can laugh at a $100,000 loss, not because, oh, I got this, because you know that that is a part of the game. Kind of like baseball. Like, you know you're going to strike out one day. But what, what I know about baseball players is when you're standing at the plate and you realize what it took for him, what that strikeout looked like, you're like, if I get a bat again, I know what he can. I'm going to send him out the park. Most home run hitters strike out more than other people. Your home run hitters have more strikeouts than the other people. See the game different. Right? For some... Brett Favre will go down as one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Right? Probably not a top two, top not five, but he'll go down. He's in the Hall of Fame, right? We don't agree with what he did in the... With taking people money and all that, true. But guess what? He threw more intercepts than touchdowns a few times. You got to be willing to play the game. Got to be willing to play the game. Let's go a little further, brother. What's up, all my trappers? My question is: With the market being volatile like we saw today, when is a good time to jump in and take profits? In my head, I have 100% and over. I will go in and take the profits, but I'm scared that I'm leaving money on the table, especially like we saw with Eli Liddy today. If you could help me, I'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Man, I love that. Um, I think that's one of the reasons, King, why... First of all, that's an amazing question. That's why one of the reasons is I tell us, like, when we get 100%, sell half of it. Now, the problem with that is if you got one contract, it puts you in a it puts you in a pickle. And the reason why I put you in a pickle is because now you are conflicted. You conflicted because you're like, bro, I got one contract. If I sell it, the price that I the 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 premium that I paid is gone. Like I'll never get that cheap premium for a while. Right? And so now you're conflicted because you're like, duh, I don't want to sell it because of that. I don't want, right? And you never can, you never know when the market is going to go down for a few. Like, we don't know the market is going to run tomorrow. You might have another down day. It might have ran up at the end of the day, but you might get up in the morning and go down again, right? So it's always that. That's why it's always important for us to get that 100% and then sell half. You know what I'm saying? Because then you're you're not as you're not as emotionally connected to it, 
right? Like you get that hundred percent. If you got two of them, you sell one. You like, boy, I ain't even tripping. Well, it's house money. Do what you do. You know what I'm saying? But if you got one, it's always a tough space to navigate. You know what I'm saying? It's always just a tough space to navigate. I say, do what you feel is best, and then take. The, if you got hundred percent, you flipped your money. Find you another plate. Um. That would, that would be my answer to that. You know what I'm saying? That would be my answer to that because it's hard. You know, we saw Eli Lilly go up $35 after hours. I came in. I was on our Zoom call this morning. I was like, dog, I wanted to get in this play, bro. I had it set up, and I was teaching them. I didn't wind up doing it. It's up $35 after hours. Crap. By 12 o'clock, it had done erased all that and was down, right? It, was, it had done erased all the $35 and was down like $4. Opportunity. So, hmm? <laughs> kind of question is that? Come on, Cletus. <laughs> but that would, that would be my answer to that, brother. Um, you can't go wrong, man. Congratulate, congratulate yourself for being up 100 and some percent for making that execution on that play. Now, the goal now is if you got more than one contract, you sell one of them, you take that profit, you let it ride, you look to re-enter it again. Ain't nothing wrong with double dipping if it give you an opportunity, right? That's how we're going to make a lot of money. We're going to add another leg in a minute. We all we about add another leg or something that we already like. We ain't tripping on that. So that would be my question to that, brother. Now, if you got one contract, it, it get expensive. You be done sold your contract and you need the contract and the profit just to get one more the next one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they get a little expensive as you go. So that would be it, brother. I hope I can help. I hope I can help you. I hope I help try a little bit more with that one, bro. So that's what I got for you on that one, brother. We got one more. How to read a 10K and what's the between a bad 10K and a good 10K? Miguel, I told you to stop doing that shit. <laughs> Miguel, I told you to stop doing that shit. I told you to stop doing that, bro. <laughs> you come in here talking all goddamn fast and you hang up the goddamn phone in my face. I'm going to tell Jose stop taking your damn calls. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the difference between a bad 10K and a good 10K, I think one of the things is um, not seeing expectations from last year met. So it's always good to read 10Ks and 2s. Because if you read last year's 10K and then you look at this year's 10K, you want to see if what they've done last year, they've, they've hit in the previous year. You know what I'm saying? In the come, upcoming year. So one, seeing that, like if you're looking at 2023's 10K, you want to see if they say, yo, we've conquered this, we did this, we did that. You want to see growth in that. A bad 10K is one that has consistently negatives or drawbacks or declines. Declines in revenue, declines in free cash flow, missed earnings from the year prior, uh, no improvements, no growth. Those, that's a bad 10K. The stock not doing well, 
you know, them giving you answers that don't con- coincide with, like, you saw the market up so many percent and you saw the stock underperform last year. Not a good sign. So those are, those are objectives are of a uh, bad 10K. No problem, brother. Thank you for asking the question. Thank you for being a part of the community as well. Um, I think that's, I think that's, in essence, the idea of a bad, a bad 10K. That's, a, that's it. Miguel, stop doing that shit. All right, man, listen, man, two hours and 55 minutes, man, another three-hour show. Jose, an amazing show, man. Listen, I want to give y'all a round of applause, man. Today we had 3,100 people tap in today. 3,200 people tap in today. I saw it. I want to just tell y'all, thank y'all for growing with me. Thank y'all for growing with us as a team. Um, to everybody that's making money, man, keep making money. For the people that's not making money yet, I know you are one play away. You one play away. I want you to stop being scared. I want you to get in the game. I want you to say, man, I'm just getting the game. Whether it's your first buy and hold, whether it's your first option play, man, I just need to get in the game. I need to feel it. I need to feel the fire. Because once you feel the fire, you can, you can move forward. I ain't gonna keep y'all too long, man. I just love y'all and I appreciate y'all. That's all I want y'all to know. And it's not me just saying it to say it. Like, I really do, like, love y'all. Because if I didn't, I'm telling you, I wouldn't do this three hours. I wouldn't hire the people we got hired in here. I wouldn't have bought all this equipment. I really love y'all. Because I look at us as family. When we do certain stuff, I'm like, man, I'm going to rock with the family. Um, and so I thank y'all for making me a part of y'all, y'all everyday life. Not just the show, but on Instagram, but on YouTube, but Making me a part of what y'all are doing, making, you know, telling people about us and, and downloading the, the, the episodes and listening to the replays, at me on your comments, at me in your posts, buying all the apparel, keep getting the apparel. George got, we got a whole bunch of that apparel back there for just representing us, y'all. I appreciate y'all for that. And man, I look forward to. 81 more episodes. I look forward to more people having three-figure, four-figure, five-figure, six-figure, seven-figure returns. I look forward to it. Because the game only gets sweeter. The game only gets sweeter. And we here to just be here for y'all and keep helping y'all win, man. So with that, I'm going to end y'all with a Man, have a good night, man. I'll see y'all next week. Same time, same place, same three hours. Do me a favor, though, going into this week, man. I want y'all to go download Trapping Tuesdays on all podcast platforms, bro. We put out about five to six episodes every week, y'all. I need y'all to go download them. There's no reason why we rank 100 and something. There's not that many shows better than us, yo. I promise y'all. And I know y'all heard it before. Like, try about listen to it for the whole three hours live. Well, it helps us a lot if y'all will go download it. Let me just give y'all the real deal, right? Yo, Joe Rogan went and got $250 million, man. Let's go get $250 million, man. The bar been set. 
bar been set. Mind you, he got 250 the second time. He got 100 the third time. He done got $300 million from them people in under five years. The bar been set, y'all. The bar been set. They paying the money. Let's, let's, go, let's go get that money. We making it. Let's, let's let them pay us some money, man. We can only do that with y'all. We can only do that with y'all. So, man, download that, man. All those views count. Those streams, those downloads, that count. Leave a review, that count. Right? Come to the YouTube channel, that count. You know why? Because they're going to look at both of them. Are you getting the YouTube views and the stream? Yep, we getting them all. So, man, take a little time out of your day, man, and go look at them all. Look at all the videos and send them out to your group chats. and you know, Do that for us, man. Audio apparel because George, he worked his butt off, man. So... You want to come join the Patreon, here's the link right there. You want to get some trap apparel, the link right there. And after that, man, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good night, man.